Hello and welcome to Age of Pity, Ramjack in a Time of Fools. Well said. Um, hey everyone, this is Alex, and joining us for Ramjack today is our good friend, Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. Um, it's the beautiful month of May, which means it's Mr. T month here on Ramjack. And we are continuing to watch episodes of Mr. T's cartoon. So good. And yeah, it's great. Today is it's today's episode will feature uh, s- someone masquerading as a ninja. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Mr. T says a line close to the beginning. Someone asks when they're going to get somewhere on the bus. And they said, you'll know when we get there, when the bus stops. Basically saying, be quiet. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Which I, I appreciated. He's a hero. He's a true champion. He is a hero. He is a champion. Uh, there's a lot of stuff we're going to talk about on the episode today, guys. But do we want to start with your he- heroism, Brad? I mean, am, am I a hero? Am I a hero? Is it fair for to for me to be called a hero? I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Who can the say? The concept of, Who of what say? a hero is is kind of subjective. Yeah. Some uh, on the opposite side might consider that guy a hero. And that's oh, they're bullshit. Wrong. They're definitely they are wrong. wrong. You can be incorrect. You can yeah. pretend. You can say, "Oh, am I a hero?" And listen, be incorrect. Listen, um, I haven't been in a fist fight in a solid forty-eight hours. So, <laughs> I mean, who's the hero? Be- mm, who knows? Before that, who was huh? the last person that that you scrapped with? Um, I think it's when I beat up Jarrett. All the way back. Also in a uh, super. Well, I guess a, a Walmart is kind of a supermarket-ish. It's a superstore. Yeah. Jared was at Kroger, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah was, that was in the back room of Kroger. Um, but this, this was in the middle of a Walmart. <laughs> the back room at Kroger makes me think of like a video game setting. Like you're going to be playing something. There's a game out called Streets of Rage. Um, it's just a beat-em-up, like a side-scroller. Let's go to the market and get the bad guys who are in the stock room. But out in the wild of like in the middle of a Walmart... That's that's a new level. Yeah. Tell yeah. us a story, friend. Tell us it as only you can tell it. Okay. So I I, I went I had to go out and you know just get some some weekly groceries uh, last weekend. Uh, you know just I we we had recorded Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like all right I'm gonna go out and get my my provisions for the week. Uh, but I, I gotta get back because we're gonna be playing Mysterium online tonight. So I I, I had to get back with plenty of time to spare. So, I uh, go to Walmart. And, well, and originally, I was thinking maybe you should go to Target, but I was like, ah, Walmart's a little bit more of a drive, and I just want to, I just want to be out of this house for a bit, be in my car for a second more. We'll get it all done. So I hit Walmart. Also, I it was thinking like because Walmart's now you know they're closing at like 8 p.m. So I was like, I I feel like you know I'm going like closer to closing time. Maybe it won't be as busy and it won't be as bad. Um, wild mistakes on my part. Um, I, I, I'm open to admitting my mistakes. So I'm at Walmart, I'm shopping, whatever. Like, I haven't finished my shopping, but I'm in the process of shopping. And all of a sudden, uh, some fucking, like, redneck asshole, like, starts walking towards me, a little bit of a smirk on his face, and I don't, I don't know, I pay, I'm just like, all right, dead gargoyle person, whatever, no big now- deal. Hmm? The first time you told the story, because I've heard this, ladies and gentlemen, I had to hear it, because mm-hmm. uh, Brad is a true friend. And when he said this had happened to him, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Are you okay?" Like, and and we'd also, like you said, played Mysterium, and Brad told the story to us there. But I want more details around the approach. 
like where were you in relation did you did you see him out of the periphery did you like were you just walking down an aisle and this guy just suddenly like saw you and then beeline towards you and you were making contact with him like you he was in your visual field the whole um, time like tell me the setup on that one so i i i don't know i was going down an aisle and i was i was making a turn uh to okay. go through more through the main uh, um throughway and this guy just like starts walking towards me and i you know whatever dead okay. gargoyle person so it's um, that part of me thought were you like looking at something on a shelf and he thought you were like an easier victim because you weren't looking at him directly but no this guy had the audacity to just approach you i yeah i think it was the first person he'd come in contact with okay, um, just coming into walmart yeah on a mission of his own uh, yeah i think this guy had no cart with him wasn't carrying anything um just free walking um not wearing i i should point out not wearing a mask um which already fuck you these are COVID times. You have yeah, to wear them. I, of course, have my face is properly covered. This chump, clearly, definitely in his 50s, like early 50s, I would say, maybe. Uh, just a redneck looking dude, like baseball cap, <laughs> t-shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, general, generalized white trash. And he walks with a little smirk on his face, which I thought was, you know, whatever. People are weird. They're walking around Walmart. I just want to get out of here. Um... But he's walking, he's walking towards me. I'm like, what the hell? Is, why is he walking towards me? Weird. Um, six feet, motherfucker. And it's like he's going to walk by me. But then it's like he's, he's, then he's he, like, he's doing a fake out. Like he was going to walk by me, but then he makes a quick spin directly towards me and coughs in my face. Just a real. <coughs> wow. And then he smirks and turns right around. So clearly, he was just gonna walk up to the first person he saw and do this. Um, it was it was a poor part. It, 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 the fates were not with him when he's when the person was you. <laughs> true. Other, yeah. Um, so I, I, there was a second I was like, I, "What the fuck just happened? What, who the fuck? Like, does he think he knows? Me? Does he does he think I'm a friend of his? Like, what? The? And then like I'm like, oh no 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 no. This was a very purposeful action. Um. And I, the more I think about it, like, after the fact, I think this motherfucker may have come in the store purely for this purpose. Oh, of course. Um, and then was going to leave. Like, just came in, yeah. was going in and out of stores to cough in people's faces. Because he's a fucked up monster that I, I just assume doesn't believe viruses exist or something. Let me tell you, if it was not COVID times and you came up and coughed in my face... I don't think my reaction would be much different than it was. Oh, um, you should never cough in someone's face, especially a stranger in a yeah, store. Yeah. And mask on or not, if because coughing can spread germs or viruses, not just COVID. I mean, flu yeah. season, that's a high risk. I mean, it's just impolite. And it's one of those things that is like spitting on someone because you are, I guess, he throwing did. micro he droplets. S- he spat on me. He, he spat, spit, on me. spat on you. Yeah, there's no question. And again, I just want to be very clear. This was a very purposeful action oh, yeah. of somebody that somebody was ha- thinking they were having a very funny time at Walmart. Uh, again, this dude was alone. It's not even like it's not even like he had like some douchebag friend that was trying to make like a prank video. No, this is a solo dude that I believe came directly into Walmart for the per- express purpose of coughing into somebody's face. I don't think he understood that if I have, I have a mask on my face, that doesn't stop my fists. From being able to punch. 
Not there's, very there's, true. There's no mask covering my fists. They're free and easy. They can come right out and do some punching. So, uh, after the second of confusion, like, I I just like, alright, leaving this cart here, and I am just gonna go uh, grab this guy and give him a, a solid kidney punch. Because he's walking away. It's an, uh, it's a, that's a solid way to let someone know, hey, motherfucker, uh, I don't think so. And so then, and then he tried to like, like he, he like, I, he felt it, but like, he was like, all right, I'm just gonna keep walking or I'm gonna walk faster like nothing happened. Um, I, I don't know what he, who knows what he was thinking in that moment. Um, if he thought maybe I just rammed him with uh, a card or something. running is yeah, what he thought. I don't know what he thought. Um, but then I'm, you know, I'm yelling at him. Um, and he turns around and he looks real scared. And, As he should be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, oh, what? "Hey, hey, hey, man!" Uh, and I, I was, I don't know. I was yelling, like, "You think you're, you think you're fucking funny? Um, you're gonna cough in somebody's fucking face?" And he's like, "Hey, I, I'm a smoker. I'm a smoker, man." And I'm like, "Fuck you, absolutely not." So, uh, yeah, I, I got, I, um, I, I gave him, I got, he got, a, he got another punch. He kind of moved, so I got him in the shoulder. Um, but a pretty solid hit in the shoulder. Pretty solid hit in the shoulder. Nice. Um, like his, his squirming around did somewhat. Um, you know, did somewhat, uh, it saved him a little bit, but that was a solid shoulder hit. He definitely felt that. Um, definitely felt nice. the kidney. Uh, definitely felt the kidney. Uh, <laughs> the shoulder was pretty good too, though. Um, and I'm like, cause I'm, I am ready. I am ready to fucking lay this fool out. And like, he is like, definitely not fighting back. Definitely not fighting back. <laughs> because also I should point out that this dude, I don't know. Like, what the fuck he was thinking? Because, let me tell you, I could have, in a, on a normal day, I could have picked up this dude. Like, he was not that big. I am clearly twice as big as him. I could have picked him up on, on a regular day. On this day, as, as, like, as much adrenaline is coursing through my system, I could have picked him up and thrown him out the exit. <laughs> Nice. Um, and now he's just trying to make a, a beeline for the exit. I gave him another shove, I think just in hopes that he would try to put up some sort of a fight so that I could really just take him down. But he 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 didn't he did not put up a fight and he just scurried scurried out the exit. Um at that by that point, like it was a group of people would sort of uh, uh, crowded around to watch uh, what was going on. And they were definitely on my side. <laughs> Obviously. Because I was making it very yeah. clear what the, he had done. Um, and he was very bad at trying to make excuses for why he'd done it. Now, I do, I, I do regret not, like, just, like, putting him on the ground. Like, I should have, like, just, just gone for it. Like, why the hell not? I, I, like, I, a million regrets about half-assing the job. Should have finished it. Um, like, I, like, you know, the, you always have that thing in your mind where it's like, Oh man, if, if if I could go back, I would definitely do this. I know exactly what I would do. If somebody tried to pick a fight with me, I know what I would do. I and that's usually bullshit. Usually of complete fucking bullshit. Here's the thing. I am very good under pressure. I am very, very good under pressure. Like I like I focus like a billion times more. Like I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> a have, lot of things have trained you for that. You were an actor for crying out loud. Yeah, I and mean, that's yeah, part yeah. of part of that training is knowing what to do under pressure. Uh, yeah, but or, like, I, I would say more than most though. Like, if, oh, like yeah, totally. if I'm like in a high adrenaline situation, I am very focused and like, I know everything going on around me. Very observant, very aware. 
And I was, I like, I had in my mind exactly, I had like three scenarios if he had tried like how I could take him down, including one where I just like throw him into like the uh, um, end cap. So I was, I, I, but he just scurried away. So I didn't, didn't take him down, which I really, I, again, a million regrets should have put him on the ground and given him a few kicks uh, to remember me with, but he scurried away, but I did kick his ass. So is Brad not merciful? <laughs> I mean, no one, I mean, it is, it does show a lot of restraint for someone to do something like that or have that happen to you and you not completely just lay him out instantly. Uh-huh. Like the fact that you pushed him and did all that, I mean, is, if he had, if I he had made is a any, testament to your will in a way. Effort. If he had made oh, any yeah. effort to fight back, I would have destroyed him. But uh, no, he, just, wonder, he just ran away. Yeah, as he should. Yeah. And I was just shaking with anger for like, I don't know, until yesterday, I think, really. Still wasn't out of my system fully until yesterday, because what the fuck? I wonder where these ideas come from. Like, did he think this was funny? If he's a serial coffer in people's faces. If he came in like this, this might have been his first stop. It might be something he's been doing for a while. But I can only imagine, because I, I've, I've been sharing this story, because one, I'm proud of you as a host and a friend. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I was telling some people at work, and I said, I want you to guess the store this happened in, and I want you to guess the state this might have happened in. <laughs> they said Kentucky. And I was like, not not quite Kentucky. Think a little, think a little further south. Oh, Florida. Like Florida was the top. It was either the yeah. first or second pick. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of one of my coworkers I was telling the story to said that his aunt or his, I think it was his aunt, was wearing a mask, just hanging out in a Target, and someone came up to her and started just berating her, going off on her. And saying something about the lines of like, you are exasperating this fake panic. How dare you wear this out here? You're making it worse on everyone. Um, why don't you be like a real American and not wear a mask? And the aunt was basically like, fuck off. <laughs> and the person eventually backed down. But that's not the... I've also read another... S- similar story where I think this was actually a cashier at a, a restaurant not a restaurant but at like a gas station or somewhere and someone's they were wearing a mask because they are a cashier in a middle of a pandemic and one of their customers is like you need to take that mask off you're not a real American if you wear that and Fuck you're just God. scaring people by having your mask on you need to stop doing that and they were basically like no here's your change your money and they eventually left but why would people, there is no, there's no, there, that's a message planted in people's heads to yeah. engage people in that respect because no one does that. Like, I don't, I don't look at someone wearing anything and think you need to stop that because it's un-American unless it's like, but even then, like, I don't know, like if, if someone's wearing like uh, a clan outfit, well then yeah, you need to go put your costume away, dummy, and go away because that's racist and gross and stupid. I'll punch but that's that like a too. yeah. That's that's a costume. That's like that's another you and you've put put it that's to a, another that's a, level. That's an asshole costume. Yeah. Yeah. If you're an asshole, that's different. But no one is an asshole for wearing a mask. And it could also be outside of COVID times. Like you could be sick with the flu. Like if you're yeah. sick and going out, you should be wearing a mask. Yeah. Most people don't, but you should. Bruh. I like, like listen. I, I like the idea of we're living in mask future forever. Oh, now. yeah. Mask is going to be fun times. I just I just ordered four masks, and I'm very excited to get them because they're very cool. Nice. But when any, like, any, during the flu season, again, 
once, let's just assume a vaccine is found, if it can be, and we all get it, and then this is a distant memory, or like something like the flu, where most people are immunized and we're okay with it. We're still wearing masks going forward. Yeah, we should. Masks are not a national thing. It just helps. Yeah. Masks are In the situation. I, lo- I love mask world. I love it. First of all, like, again, I ordered these four masks. I'm really excited about it because I'm like, I can't, I, I'm not, I can't wear t-shirts. I'm not a t-shirt guy. Can't do that. But I'm like, I can be a mask guy. I can have all kinds of fun masks. Oh, yeah. I'm masks are fun. Mask. Great. It's going to be fun. What kind did you order? Can you describe them to us? Um, so I got... I got I what I got because I, I saw this thing on Twitter um, that it was like uh, there was some like Disney mask um, and I was like oh I'll check those out and so immediately I find Carousel Progress and there's one really yeah there's one that's like Holy the wall shit. like the design of the wall so it's like the the color scheme and like the the patterns that are around that so it's so and I was like oh wow that's first of all that's, that's like cloaked the best out one that's yeah, cloaked that's out cool. really cool and then I found another one that's like uh, the uh, Epcot uh, Spaceship Earth Ball. It's that pattern, so I was like, "Oh, that's neat too." So those are those are two solid like, like whenever you know we're able to go to Disney again, um, in the far, far, far future, uh, whenever that happens. Like if we're still in mask times, like oh, that'll those will be fun and be great. And then I got one that's actually got like uh, Carousel Progress, like Paw Progress, and like the dog there. So I got that because I'm like, well, that one's. I mean, yeah, that's great too. So. Two carousel progress masks on an Epcot, and then I got one that's uh it says "Eat the Rich" and it's got a guillotine on it. Oh, dude! So yeah, I'm assuming these all came from Etsy. Uh, no, these I got these from T Public. T Public, cool. I've been I've been looking at them. I've tried to make masks with my sewing machine. Mm-hmm. Did I talk about that on the show yet? No. Oh, okay. Old pair of sweatpants that were more like capris on me because I have long legs. Don't know why I have these sweatpants. Because why would I buy these? And I don't wear sweatpants. Um, I was recently gifted sweatpants that properly fit me, and I wear them now, like, at night. But I'm not, like, a, a day... I don't know why I had... Anyway, old sweatpants, haven't worn them in years. Turned them into sweat shorts, also for, like, a summer evening, uh, just to lounge around the house in. But I used the extra material to make two masks. Nice. The first one was, was not that great. It was okay. <laughs> I don't have needles to hold things together, so it's me just, like, holding things together as far as, like, pins sure. is what I meant to say, not needles. Right. Um, it's, so, it's still only, like... Well, true. Right. The thing that got me, it was one of the ones that folds, that has, like, the multiple folds, and I oh, also okay. used the wrong material because the, uh, yeah, the you, fold amount yeah. was not sweatpants, but this is the only thing I had that I was willing to, like, cut up and experiment on, and it was an experiment. Um, so it it's a nice... I, I, instead of the four folds, I, I did three, and it was hard to keep it in place because my sewing machine is not heavy-duty enough to really go through double layers of Yeah, this. I would say if, if you're using that kind of material, you just want to do, like, the sub-zero mass sort of style. Oh, well, that's the second one I made. Yeah. Uh, but the first one I did that, and it's a little wonky. But other than that, it's actually really nice, and it's super comfortable, and I like it. Um I just want to tweak it a little bit. So, but the next one I made, I found a different like pattern or idea, and I made a smaller one um, for like the the kids, and it is Sub Zero mask. Nice. And that one was a little tricky, um, just because again, sweatpant material is not the best thing to do. It right. might be one layer of your mask, but you need a different type of fabric. It can't be the only fabric you use for it. Um, but it still worked great, and it looks good. I just need to find... Uh, we were using old shoelaces, again, because I was practicing for the other mask, and it worked good. But the smaller one, um, it needs different things. We didn't. We don't have long enough shoelaces like old ones 
so I need to find actual like elastic for it. But Joey tried it on and was like really excited about it because it's like dark gray. It's perfect. He loves it. Nice. <laughs> uh, but that's also got me on a kick of sewing. I'm gonna turn one of my old um, shirts that I have had since college and cannot wear anymore because it's just too short. Um, probably should have never worn it because it's really short anyway, and I don't think I've actually changed in height. Uh, or I have changed in height. I don't know what's happening, but it doesn't fit me like it used to. Nice. Maybe it shrank. Um, but I'm going to change it because I saw an idea online, or my wife did, and she sent it to me, where you can take those dress shirts and turn them into like dresses for children. So I'm going, and Vera is beyond excited. Like I showed her the three shirts and she's just like, oh no, she got really excited. She's like, daddy dresses dresses for me? <laughs> I was like, nice. yeah, I'm gonna make these into dresses. And doing that is far easier than the mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's cause the mask you have to, you have to like sew on angle. Like it's not hard. Like making a mask isn't hard. Like sewing isn't difficult, but you do have to have the right material. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to turn these shirts into dresses for her. Nice. Um, I'll ask Joey if he wants one of them to be to a shirt because they're big enough I can make him to a shirt. But I don't think he, he's just like, eh, I got my own thing. Maybe the mask that's cool. Vera is definitely into, I want to have shirt. I want dresses. So make me dresses if you want. Nice. Sewing's fun. I enjoy sewing. Yeah. Um, it's just neat. Good times. Good times. But we will be buying the rest of our masks. So I will, I will check out this website. Yeah, I'm I'm down um, for fun fun mask. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this new world we're gonna live in. Yeah, it'll be fun. As long as I don't have to keep punching people. Cause what the fuck? I mean, if this has happened, and in Grant, two of these are like, well, all of them are anecdotal. But I I just theorize like what would happen if someone approached me in these scenarios. If someone coughed on me, it would be a. I mean, I'm not really a, a person who just jumps into conflict, but I think I would definitely not let that go no. that would be followed with like a shove though the people i talked to at work were like i wouldn't do something like that it'd be scary they'd have a gun or something which i didn't even think about i could have taken them could have taken them. <laughs> no, no phased by I, weaponry i, I they were I, like well, here's, the thing. here's the thing people like assholes that carry guns around are usually fucking cowards hence them carrying a gun around and again i'm good under pressure I could I if this if this cowardly little motherfucker tried to reach for a gun, I would have him pinned on the ground before he ever got close to it. The um all those protests in Michigan where those dummies with all their guns are going up there and like outside of the um is that I mean I'm sure it's happening in many places, but you're aware of this, right? Yeah. Is Michigan the state that it happened in recently? I know it's about to happen again. They're gonna do another protest. Yeah. And the rhetoric online is basically a bunch of people and we all know chat rooms are the worst and bring out the worst in people or just even like any platform you can type something into an input box and put publish on any social media but it's getting weird people are like calling just like i hope someone assassinates this governor or whatever like it's well because it's probably being fomented by like fucking right-wing groups because it's oh, gretchen whitmer so it's all like this is like shady shit because there's a chance that she may be uh, Biden's running mate. So they're tr- that's that's part of this. This is a fucking political calculation. Layers on layers of just like I, I don't I don't want to get into like crazy town conspiracy world, but like that's not really a conspiracy. I like that's there's a reason it's Michigan. Like because like if that was in Florida, you'd be like, yeah, it's Florida, yeah. And I mean, there's all kinds of dummies doing protests here. There were like, you know, all kinds of weird shits happening in Tampa and like stuff, and they're like protesting outside of like 
some exercise place. I don't know, but it's not gotten as crazy. <laughs> Exercising outside. Yeah, but it's not gotten as crazy as Michigan, and there's a fucking reason for that. It's just so weird, man. Seeing all those people with like assault rifles and no one doing anything or like saying anything. Yeah. Definitely a double standard if you've looked into any part of history about who's able to do that and who's not able to. It's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, again, a guy got murdered for jogging and it took three months for Georgia to, like, pay attention to the video of the guy being murdered for jogging. And the Republicans now are like, um, well, he was wandering around a construction site earlier that day. So case closed. Case closed. He was wandering around. Did he work there? Or was he just, like, exploring? Just checking it out. I know tons of kids, even young adults, who have gone into construction sites and just kind of stupidly just explored. Yeah. And they aren't really shady. They're just curious. Yeah. It's like everybody. Everybody. Types. Yeah. It's fine. It's the thing that happens. You don't yeah, get to it's mur- it's not a reason you get to murder anyone. Go explore, then I go jog. But for some of us, it's not like that. And that is fucking bullshit. Um... But yeah, all that being said, mask times are going to be fun times moving forward in the future. Absolutely. Brad, have you been able to watch anything since the last time we talked? Um, I, I uh, Over the weekend, we watched the movie uh, Serial Mom, which I had not seen. Ooh. It's a goodie. What's, I think I know which one that is, but not off the top of my head. It's uh, Kathleen Turner. It's um, from 1994. Um, Ooh. And it's, uh, you know, like a... Um, happy suburban um fam and then um the mom uh, goes bonkers and starts murdering people and then there's a, a court case and it's it gets real wacky it's john waters film oh um ricky lake and um uh matthew lillard are the are the kids wow it's a good day why does she murder uh, to protect the family I do well. Really, it like it's. I think the first one is it's like she goes to a parent-teacher conference and like the teacher is an asshole about her son, so she um, sees him in the parking lot and runs over him, and then she just keeps killing people. Just keeps killing people. Just, Once you get a taste for it, she's anyone, just like anyone cool. that like kind of wrongs her, she just murders them. It's pretty great. It's a fun movie. Very funny. Nice. Um, I've watched two movies in recent memories one I almost forgot about and one I found more delightful than I thought I would oh I'm gonna give you the movies and you tell me which one is which okay alright Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker uh huh Clueless okay um I think Clueless is pretty good oh wait what are my two options I almost forgot about the one that I watched and the other one I enjoyed more than I thought I might oh um hmm I mm, enjoyed more than you thought. I'll say a Star Wars, um, and the other one I'll say Clueless. Incorrect. Oh, I almost forgot I watched Star Wars. Oh. I was thinking like, what have I watched since the last time we talked on Ramjack? Like just to talk about. Oh yeah, I guess I watched Star Wars that one day. Clueless, I had never seen all the way through back in the '90s or any time. Uh, 1995 is when it dropped. Mm-hmm. It's a fun little film. It's adorable in its own way. It's, I, I mean, it's mostly like a parody, which I didn't really realize. Um, and it's, I mean, yeah, it was just a fun time. Um, I forgot that Paul Rudd was in it. Like I knew oh, that wow, yeah. um, people make a lot of jokes about how Paul Rudd doesn't age. He definitely ages, but he ages gracefully. He yeah. looks so young <laughs> in this movie, but he doesn't look that much older now. 
Um, so that guy's aging well, but I, the, there were some things that don't, I would say, age well now in the movie as far as content goes, and I don't know if that was just common, um, like, speech back then. There was a lot of, uh, derogatory, derogatory uses of the word retarded, or abbreviation of that, which I came out of left field for me watching Clueless. I was like, what the heck did she just say? But that, I mean, that, but... That hasn't been around. That was the nineties. Yeah, like that was still barely a thing in the twenty in twenty in the twenty tens. Oh yeah, but it's weird just to see it in ninety five, and I don't. It's rare that I heard it in other movies too, I guess. But it was just so weird because everything else in Clueless is fine and normal. It's just it has the veneer of the mid nineties, but then suddenly someone says, "Oh, um, I feel like," well, I don't want to say it, uh, but saying things like that. I was like, whoa, that's kind of weird. Other than that, though, it's fine. It's a fun little film. Uh, Star Wars, on the other hand. (laughs) Uh, I'll also say The Fashions. Clueless may be a a wonderful movie to watch to say who wins and who loses, but also uh, best dress, worst dress, because my goodness, Mm -hmm. the worst dress and best dress could go, I mean, that is a, there's a 30-minute conversation in Clueless just on that. Nice. Um, so that might be something we want to think about for the future if we ever want to do a fashion month where we watch something that we know is going to be high fashion. And this is just a random idea I'm throwing out now. It's like Clueless may be a movie we want to watch for that. Um, Star Wars Wrath of the Skywalker was fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's It was fine. It's fine. It's it was like, it's a perfectly serviceable workhorse. Yeah. I mean, was I dis- was I disappointed that it didn't go in some of the directions that I thought it might go after the second movie? Sure, but it's still fine. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's not like oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, the second movie was just really good, and this one was just I, perfectly mediocre. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff I heard. So there were some things I didn't understand that I don't feel were explained well, and all of like the the crit- criticism or the stuff that I watched around it, because I knew most of everything that was going to happen, like mm-hmm. from a plot development standpoint, because I don't care. Um, but it was still really fun. However, uh, there was the whole talk about how it was crazy that she was able to send, and I'm just going to say a spoiler, it, this doesn't matter. It, it's a Star Wars movie. Um, and at this point, if you haven't seen it, it's free on Disney Plus, for crying out loud. Like, you could, if you have... If anyone was trust. interested, they've definitely seen Star Wars. Yeah, if you're interested, Star Wars. You've seen it. Um, at one point, um, she sends Kylo Ren a lightsaber through the force from behind her back, like just like teleports it to him. And I remember some people saying that was unrealistic or weird, but they telegraphed that in the movie like a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, how is that weird? If any, it's cool because she's able to do it. Um, but it's not out of left field. They teleported Darth Vader's masks and like random stuff through the places they were at. Like, They established they could do that. There was also some weird stuff about, like, them being, like, overpowered. I know a lot of people had criticisms, which it's stuffing Star Wars. Who cares? But they explain it, like, in a line about them being, like, some sort of, like, diode or something. I don't know. But they explain it. Like, it's at least, it's not like, oh, that came out of nowhere they were able to do that. No, they said they're able to do this stuff. And granted, it's just, like, a one-off line or two times. And they're like, wow, you're this. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff. They tell you that in the movie. Were these people not listening? Yeah. Like, I understand it's a little weird, but I, I expected it to be worse than it was because of all of this. And maybe not being able to to hang with it as much and be like, oh, man. Like, this is disappointing because I love Star Wars as a kid. Not as much into it anymore because, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was totally fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. 
It's totally fine. It's fine. It's fine. The only thing that really, I would say, I I personally was like, oh, come on, was at the end uh, when Ray buries the lightsabers, these priceless artifacts of technology, and she makes her own, like, it's, look, she made her own, it's orange, cool. But there's something about wasting technology that bothers me. Now, I don't know how much a lightsaber costs, but in my mind, I I'm like, like, that's they're making so... new ones all the time. I don't think they it's They can just hard. make it. I think tech is just there. It's like, oh, yeah. I got some loose parts. Uh, give me about 30 minutes. Okay, cool. I got a lightsaber. I mean, like, little little baby Anakin, like, built robots for, for, for like, He kicks. built 3PO for crying out yeah. loud. Just like, cool. And he was a slave I, 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 like, boy. Spare parts. Like, like so i it's just everywhere yeah. i understand why it seems it's so easy for them but in my mind i'm like equivalent technology someone is burying a very expensive piece of equipment like that's an iphone two iphones you just put in the ground no i, I think it's, I and think they it's, still work i think it's more like the equivalent of a dollar tree flashlight <laughs> for them okay yeah for them then sure i mean it was i thought it i thought it was a fun ride yeah. and kooky weird sure the whole thing about having every Jedi in them seemed anticlimactic, but who cares? It yeah. was fun. It's fine. It's fine. It was fine. It was it's fine. fine. It's fine. Star Wars. It's mo- Listen, most of Star Wars isn't good. That's just a fact. Like, I mean, we also forget about that. Like, all the prequel bullshit is just not. Yeah, it's not good. The, the three original movies, those are good. Um, yeah, fun. Uh, like uh, those prequels, they're all bad. Uh. Um, like two of the new ones, yeah, okay, okay. I mean, the, the second, the second, the last Star Wars movie that was really good. Um, that one, that one off, uh, uh, what is it? The uh, either Solo or um, Rogue One. Rogue One, Rogue One was really good. Rogue One was good. So I thought Solo was better than people gave it credit for. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like it was fine. But I mean, like, yeah, I. But again, most of Star Wars not very good. It's just fantasy space stuff. It's like yeah, what you it's like fifty-fifty at the most generous. Have you seen the Mandalorian yet? No. See, that's that's also fun because it I has mean, more of a has more of a western like seventies vibe to it. Like it feels like it's part of like the old movies in a way a lot of the other stuff doesn't, and that's cool. I, um, I, I saw that Rosario Dawson's going to be in the next season, so I'm like, all right, well, I oh, guess yeah. I need to watch this now. I think she's going to play like Ashoka, which is a Jedi in the old stuff. I, it's yeah. not important. Done. The cartoon Joey and I watched was really good, like, and they just ended that. But it's just, you're right, it's like 50-50, who, it's yeah. just fun. It's just Star Wars, guys. Yeah, it's, guys, it's, it's just Star Wars. It's just Star Wars. It's like, it's it's a, it's about a bunch of people with uh, magic flashlights and puppets. Like, that's, that's what Star Wars is, guys. <laughs> Let's be real. It's people with magic flashlights and a bunch of puppets, and they go fight the bad guys, and then they win. <laughs> One of the things I did really like about this one is that they upped the creature count, kind of. And it may be because I haven't seen a Star Wars movie in a long time. But it, def- it definitely felt like there were more creatures or aliens around, and also most of them were puppets. Like, there was one puppet at the beginning that's like a hand puppet. And I was thinking to myself, okay, I know this is supposed to be a puppet, but part of me sees this as someone talking to them through a puppet. Like, there's just someone on the other side that just has a hand puppet that just looks like they've just... Because it's space in the future, if they can make lightsabers, like, out of nowhere after, like, 45 minutes with a junk pile, then maybe someone can also do the same thing, like, oh, I got this foam core, I I got, like, foam and, like, latex. Let me make a puppet. 
And this is just some sort of space theater at that point. And I'm still game for that. But I know there's. Yeah, I want to see an in an in Star Wars universe somebody with a puppet, (laughs) just to compare and contrast. Yeah, let me see what's up. I need to see more. I I need to understand the world. That's the world building I want. Yeah, to see more of this shit. I want to see a puppet with a puppet. Puppet with a puppet. That'd be pretty great. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Um. I guess that's all I have to say, but both of those were fun rides. I, I love going back and watching movies now. I don't know what we're going to watch next, but um, Emily did not watch Star Wars with me. She's not a Star Wars person. And that's fine, too, you know? It's okay. Yeah. Um, so, Alex, you had the uh, short version of my, my Walmart experience, because uh, I, I talked to you Sunday night when we all got together and played Mysterium. Oh, yeah. Super fun times. Um, yeah, Mysterium is awesome. <laughs> it was good times. Uh. It- it is also something you can easily play through, um, like, any type of uh, video chat software. Yeah. Because you really only need one person to have all the cards and game board. Yeah, yeah. How, Though it is... Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask how that experience was, because I was playing the, the ghost, so I was I was hoping everything was going smoothly, but and it seemed to be working fine. Um, oh, yeah. But um, It did help for me to have the physical cards here, because at the beginning we... we uh, aligned everything mm-hmm. and having them here definitely helped me mm-hmm. um, but we could have played without yeah. me having as well and it would have been fine um, it's just neat to see the cards I could just I don't know I prefer to like hold the thing sometimes because that's a board it's a board game for crying out loud Yeah, but I thought it was really enjoyable uh, I had beginner's luck uh, I was the uh, psych- the tarot card psychic who I guessed right every time yeah. Who the person was, the location, and then the motive. You, I like. I think you had some of the most distinctive cards. That oh were, yeah, they were easier to give clues on too. Like I, like Tammy, like Tammy got stuck with some real trash. <laughs> I mean, and that's the game. <laughs> How do you let these people know um, what to lean heavily on or what to guess? Yeah. And poor Tammy. Yeah. It was real bizarre. It was real bizarre. And then, like, she kept saying stuff like, well, this is the only one with green. I'm like, no, it's not. It's clearly not. There's another person with green. Why aren't you going for the other person with green? (laughs) It's got to be frustrating to be the ghost. It's much like a ghost looking at these dummies who are alive, in theory, and being like, oh, no, guys, no. But it's weird to have a ghost with amnesia. I mean, I don't... Do ghosts have amnesia? I guess you don't have your physical brain, so... I uh, the mechanics are strange, but it's a great game. It's a great game. Well, we were all able to by the end of it, like on the last round, everyone had everything. Like everyone knew their person, mm-hmm. their place, and the motive. Yes. Just um, just we had like one round to one round to a spare too. It was very close, very close. Um, and then in the final round, to me, is the most stressful, and I can only imagine it being even more stressful if everyone didn't have the same amount of, like, enough points to see all three cards. Yeah. And yeah. if you didn't have all of your pieces together, well, I guess your motives and your you location. Have, no, you, your have have, you have to have all three. So if, if, if the If we get to the seventh hour and um, even one person hasn't made it all the way to the end yet, you lose the game. I did not know that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. I should have been even more on the edge of my seat. Oh, yeah. It's 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 a it's a fun collaborative game. Um, we were Alirio joined us and we, we used his uh, oh, yeah. Zoom account. So it was Alirio and Tammy and Dan and Alex and I. And Chris was going to join us, but he was having some connection issues. So um, which is unfortunate. 
Yeah, I, I didn't think about I didn't think about it at the time because I was I was still stressed out from my um, uh, Walmart fight, um, and I was just rushing to get everything like in order. But I was like, oh wait, like we were sending everything through Messenger. I mean, he could have like even if his connection wasn't great, he could have like been able to keep up and everything. But I mean, I guess it wouldn't be the same. Oh, yeah. But still, next time, next time, hopefully. Oh yeah, but it was it was a good time. It was a it was a really good time. It was super fun. I, I kept looking at the other cards I had because I have the expansions um, gifted to me uh, that um, have like the the weapon cards. Mm-hmm. And part of me forgot. Oh, these are optional. And I was thinking, I wonder if these weapons going to be a part of this mix. I don't know how I'm going to guess what weapon is what with these cards. The, the thing, because like we usually we don't usually use the weapons because one of the expansions has motivations that you can use to replace the weapons with. Um, hmm. because in like the original set, you have to guess the, the, uh, the person, the location and the weapon. Um, oh, so we weren't even playing the OG game. We were right. playing with the motivations. Right. I like motivation better. Yeah. There's, well, there's more to, there's more to the cards. The cards are more interesting. Um, and also like this weapon cards, like there's just not a lot there. Like, cause like they're like, there's not a lot to go by color wise. There's just, I, it's, it's real difficult. Motivations are motivations make it a much easier easier a feat, um, nice. but st- it's still a challenge, man. Some of the, you get those cards and oof, it's tough. It is a tough game to to, to figure out what to do. <laughs> I really the next time we play, obviously we need Chris, but you'd also mentioned that um, a Claire plays and that she makes like they make up the story as they go along as far as like. Yeah, a Claire, and Claire's explaining this. I don't fully. Uh, I get. It. I we need to get Claire and to, to do one of these games. Uh, but yeah, she makes elaborate uh, backstories for all of the people and like their motivations for um, the whole backstory of w- what happened. Which you can easily do. Like Definitely. they give you so much on these cards, your imagination can just go freaking wild. Absolutely. Um, and I, every time I looked at a card, like sometimes the next round I look at a card and see something I had never seen the time before. They're just so detailed and uh, yeah, rich with these imagery and things it's, and creepy I, shit just everywhere. I love it. It's my favorite board game by it's, far. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we get to play. Would you think it would be possible to share it as a podcast? Would that? I was thinking while we were uh, doing, it, I was like, I don't know how we would translate this to an entertaining because so unless we just like really talked about because it's so visual yeah that's the thing um yeah i just think i think it's too visual i mean we would have to really describe everything we were seeing and i mean i obviously some of the banter back and forth you know during could be entertaining but i i think overall i think that's a that's a it's a hell of a stretch like maybe maybe i could see more more likely i could see we do maybe do like a twitch stream or something and then like save the video that could work and post it on like the the YouTube, yeah, or even play like a different game that would be more aligned to it, because I'm pretty sure Call of Cthulhu would be more like that. Because I listen to some RPG podcasts, and those are mostly story anyway. Yeah, uh, it is all in yeah. the talking and whatever dice rolling you end up doing. Sure, but Mysterium, I don't, yeah, no, I, I don't sh- think so. I, I really... okay, guys, I'm seeing a card. Let me let me take 40 minutes to describe everything I see on this thing because yeah, it's gonna take a while. It, there's so much on those cards. Guys, I just noticed there's bears on this. <laughs> Guys, I just noticed in the bottom corner that what looks like an apparition, and it's pink. So that might have been what the ghost is trying to tell us. And the whole time I'm sitting there like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that either until just now. Sorry, didn't notice it. Look, I know I said this was the only one with green on it, but look, there's another one with green. I just noticed. 
And I, I don't know if that makes for good podcasting. I yeah, don't know if that no, makes I, for entertaining, like, game listen. Yeah, no, no. I we could, I think we could do it on Twitch, but that's, that's it. All right, something to think about in the future, but I'm definitely game to play more board games. Yeah. I mean, listen, Alex, everything doesn't have to be content. Everything doesn't have to be content. Not everything has to be content. You're just, right. It can just be a game with friends. It can just be a game with friends, and that's totally okay, totally fine, totally great. Yeah. I love I love just chit-chatting about what's going on in the world. The, uh... Uh, the container grocery store that Illyrio was talking about in Canada. Oh, yeah. Where you just bring your own containers and fill it with the food you want and pay for the weight. That sounds like a pretty nice store. Yeah. Yeah. I like Don't that. have anything like that here. No. Can't think of anything here. There's even close to that. Certainly not. It was a fun time. Thanks for uh, putting that together. Thanks for uh, getting it. Don't know when we're going to play again, but I mean, I'm game. Oh, yeah. It'll definitely happen. It'll definitely happen. Alex, um, I thought, um, as has become our custom as of late, I thought maybe we could give, help some people out and play a little giving advice, the game. Um, we got some questions here sourced from our dear, dear friends at talkparanormalforum.com. Hi guys. I am just a, I am dude. I am dude. Instant messenger dude. Got it. I am, I am, I am dude. I am dude. Hi guys, I'm just a I am dude. Can Satan read our thoughts? Question mark. Hmm. Can Satan read humans? Apostrophe thoughts? Question mark. Most Christians say no. However, I think certain evidence from spirit mediums and channels would indicate that perhaps demonic beings can, in fact, read our thoughts. I'm not sure if there is anything in the Bible that states or indicates that this is not possible, dash, of course, not in the all-knowing way as God does, comma, but in a more limited way, targeting an, indi- targeting an individual and accessing their mind. I think if demons can possess a person and influence their thoughts and their body, the ability to know the person's thoughts isn't so far-fetched. Wow. I love the reasoning, like, just like, okay, we know these facts. Bigfoot is real, but can he read my thoughts? And if he can read my thoughts, can the devil read my thoughts? And how did the Atlanteans get into this with their mummification? I mean, obviously he's not as, demon- obviously Satan's not as good at it as God. Obviously, God is better at reading thoughts. Of course. Well, when I was, I remember having a very heated conversation once in the youth group at the church on whether or not God could actually read your thoughts. Oh, really? And they were talking about, one of the main arguments was, well, we have free will. Like, how would God even know what you're thinking? Like, wouldn't that negate that in some way? And I guess their argument was, if he already knows what you're going to do, or can know what you are going to do, then there's no point of having free will. Like, it's just already pre-known, or it would know it already. Because if God is timeless and omnipresent and exists here and in the future well that was also a point of contention of whether god existed throughout time and could think through itself into the future and the past which if so is kind of fucked up because then what is god doing um but all of it's kind of fucked wait, up wait, what wait, is god wait, but their argument was god can't read your thoughts i didn't say it was a strong argument i said it was a heated debate and a lot of people left confused and kind of questioning whether or not some people were like really christian or not which was weird because we were all kids but fair enough so but let's go down the trail you were talking about they thought that god couldn't read your thoughts because you have free will so if it could read your thoughts 
Um, but wh- I, how does that how does that affect free will? First of all, first um, of all, first of all, let's just say for the record, free will is nonsense. It's not a thing. But go ahead. Oh yeah, well, cons aren't things. Yeah, <laughs> all of these things are. Yeah. All, fundamentally, everyone stories. was established. None of these things are real. Free will isn't real. Yeah. God isn't real. Just like Palpatine and Amidala. Look, Star Wars isn't real. Gods aren't real. Yeah. Um, free will, definitely an illusion. Yeah. All that being said, so there's a whole bunch of stuff about like a orig- like sin, and if 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 you didn't have free will. Then that means that if you sin, it's not necessarily your fault because you were like predestined to do said thing. There's no way you could have changed it because you have no free will. Mm-hmm. Very, very on the surface kind of interpretation of that, which is fine because it's all bullshit, but that's where they're going. And it's like, all right, so if I do have free will, that means there's some stuff that God can't know about. But where me. does where does being able to read thoughts come into free will? Well, okay, we we questioned that, Brad, but children in a youth group said, well, if it could read my mind, it would know what I was going to do, and then that would negate my free will, because at that point, God could, like, guess at what I was so going to do in, their mind, in the moment. A God can't read your thoughts, but he can hear prayers. So what is, like, prayer, like, opening, like, the, <laughs> opening the hatch, like, all right, my, okay, um, I was had, I had my thoughts in my head, but now I'm turning prayer, I'm trying, opening the, the prayer door so you can get into my head and hear my thoughts? Now, Brad, I don't think everyone was ready to even bring that up as a question in this youth group, because that is a very valid question. What are your prayers? Oh, that's different. I'm, I'm, when I pray, my body knows or my soul knows to then channel that outside, and that's more like a radio antenna. When I'm composing a prayer, uh, it doesn't count until it's send. Um, So until I say, uh, prayer out, um, it just stays inside my, my head. Um, but when I when I finish my pr- when I when I when I take those hands uh, from that prayer position and I and I move them out, uh, then that that's the send and it goes outside of my head and pew straight up into the sky, aka heaven, aka where God lives. There were a lot of people who actually talked about how they thought that you had to use your hands as an antenna to send radio, Fucking send it to God. And I wish Fucking I was idiots. telling that that wasn't, I wish that was a fiction. Because we were all, I mean, we were all religious in these places. But yeah, well, I, just, I always pray like this. And I don't understand why people pray with their hands like this. Or like some people don't even use their hands. Like, how are you supposed to get it to God? You, but and then you would ask them the questions. Do you think God can like hear you like whenever you're around? Yeah, he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He can, he, he knows me. He knows my heart, which is something the Bible does say. Like that, the, that God can, that's, that's, that's interpreted as God being able to understand you or like maybe read your thoughts beyond just like your prayer. Well, he knows my heart. You can hear my heartbeat, obviously. Uh, heart is cloaked out for like, just he who has you are. Powers. He knows if I'm he lying because he can hear my yeah, heart. Yeah, he knows. Is God blind? No, but he does have the, the, the echolocation thing that Daredevil yeah. has. He has all of Daredevil's powers and he can see. So he's pretty powerful. He's pretty <laughs> powerful. All of Daredevil's powers plus sight. Pretty good. Pretty good. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. I guess, God. I guess he is an awesome god. <laughs> Those are all of God's all powers. That, all that to all say. Of, all of Daredevil's powers plus sight equals God. So if you go by what the Bible says, and again, it's very, very like loose on information and there's no real hard if you if you can read between the lines it's really just whatever you think but 
if you are praying and you're and God can read your head, and I, I'm assuming that prayers go out somewhere and God just doesn't have a direct link to you, I don't know how it works. Right. But you think at least some sort of other angelic beings would be able to hear said prayer or in, intercept it, but can they read your mind? It really depends on what you define as the mind. And I guess to a Christian, their mind is an organic thing and like their soul transcends it. and is. So I guess from their perspective, maybe they would be more concerned about a demon like knowing your soul or something because mm. i guess your memories transfer that way because mm. it dude i all i know is that these things aren't real but it is a, a, an interesting thing to to, to think about like so if, if, if it's canon if, if, if is I, them if, <laughs> if i prayed like this with my hands down could satan hear those prayers but if i prayed with hands down hands down pointing pointing them pointing them down towards the ground aka hell um, because it's blue. I remember a kid at church camp becoming very emotional because a kid joked about doing what you were joking about now, <laughs> and it was taken very seriously. And I wish that was not true, <laughs> but it was. A kid crying, he's praying to the devil, he's praying to the devil. What? Uh, kids, <sighs> let's go to bed. Like, it, it's time, lights out, it's time to go to sleep. Okay. It's crazier than you can even imagine, Frank. Like, stop, stop abusing children with fucking religion. Like, stop oh, it. Like, you're gonna grow up to be fucking idiots. God, don't, don't you want your kids to be less dumb than you? Oh, you motherfuckers. I can't even. I mean, I, I remember a lot from that time, but obviously. We've moved past all of that. I've moved past all of that. It's hard for me to even really entertain a question so like I'm this from that perspective because of up. it. Say grow, grow up and shut, shut up. up. Grow up and shut up. Grow up and shut up. Which do you think is a more valid question, Brad? Can the devil read your thoughts or can Sasquatch read your thoughts? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I, it's a real great question. What is dumber? Like... Psychic Sasquatch are psychic Satan. I mean, the thing is, like, Sasquatch is dumb just because it's... I'm not sure which is more idiotic. Because, like, I mean, on, on face value, Satan is just a dumber idea. Like, the whole, like, Christian thing, like, gods, devils, like, that is so wildly ludicrous and just asinine nonsense. Um... But I understand <laughs> there's it, a lot of it, there's, a lot, there's of, a lot of things leading up to Satan is real. Yeah. Where I think the barrier to leading up to Sasquatch might be real is a little yeah. bit less. Yeah. It could be because you, you can go with that like dumb people that believe in Sasquatch. They're like, well, who knows? There may be some creature somewhere in the woods that we don't know about. Like, well, no, because like it's it's 2020 and like we we would have found Sasquatch by now. Like, sorry, <laughs> we just would. Like, that's a big creature. And it's not like there's five of them left. Like, that's not enough for a population to exist. Oh, no. Just couldn't be. There would have to be a lot of them. And they're very big, according to you guys. So, just can't. And the fact that it's, like, a, a theoretically, like, a real thing that's just walking around that you could just run into. I mean, it seems so obvious that, like... It's just not real. It's like leprechaun. Like leprechaun. Yeah. We know. Le we know leprechauns are not real. Everyone. Like you're gonna be hard pressed to find somebody that says leprechauns are real. They're out there, but they're idiots. I. But like, I mean, come on. But like. I mean, it's all on the same level. But I'm just asking, tough. which I would you? <laughs> it's it is super tough. I think. Satan, if I. I think Satan's dumber. In my mind, I'm with you. I think the. the 
it's more realistic that a Sasquatch might be alive and also be psychic. And also be psychic. Which and also psychic be psychic. does make the Sasquatch thing even weirder. But like, I still think that makes more sense than fucking Satan and God. Like that shit is so ridiculous. I mean, agreed. <laughs> totally agreed. Oh, Alex, <clears throat> I'm just an enemy number one Gnostic. Whoa. Enemy number one Gnostic. Cool. Um, have the rich and powerful lost their altruistic instincts? Huh. Because being rich and powerful automatically endows you with those things. I like mean, that, that's just part of the territory. Did they lose that? Have, Interesting. Have the rich and powerful lost their altruistic instincts? Question mark. Humans are the most altruistic and good of all animal species. Comma. I'm sorry. Are you sure there isn't like an asterisk by that? And then there's like a footnote explaining why they think this? Alex, okay. I'm going to continue reading the first sentence. <clears throat> Humans are the most altruistic and good of all animal species. Yet at present, our rich and powerful allow the poorest of us to starve to death by hoarding their wealth. This is unheard of in the animal world. End of first sentence. Wow. That's a lot to unpackaged in that one. Let's just take a deep breath on that. All right. I'm going to go back in. Um, <laughs> generally speaking, a lot of lifting with that generally speaking, I'm pretty sure, comma, in ancient days, the rich and powerful ensured that the poor were taken care of to the best of no. their ability. End well, of this is sentence. what makes this, par this paranormal and fantasy. I mean, That's never happened. I mean... <laughs> just saying, just saying. I'm just holding a book right here. In in defense of the terror, liberty, or death in the French Revolution by Sophie Wanick. That's not even ancient times, though. No, that's, no, like, that's like a minute ago. That's, yeah, it's a minute no. ago. Humanity, since it's existed, this has never yeah. happened. Um. So, yeah, it's, generally speaking, in ancient, ancient days, the rich and powerful ensured that the poor were taken care of to the best of their ability. Absolutely not. In the past... The rank and file demanded that the rich and powerful live up to the goal of altru- Go- Sorry. In the past, the rank and file demanded that the rich and powerful live up to that good altruistic trait by revolting against them. The French Revolution- Okay, thank you. The French Revolution is a good example of this. I- No, I- the French Revolution. No, you're talking about like a checks and balance system. I, if a rich, if a, if a rich powerful person starts to uh, to not fulfill their obligations to the poor, an unspoken obligation to the the masses, poor or not, they rise up and they they that check has happened balance. that's so few times in history, the, and that's also I don't know if that has anything to do with altruism. Like, yeah, absolutely not. Like that's the thing that's confusing yeah, me. No. It's, no, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Have the rank and file lost their altruistic good characters by allowing the rich and powerful to let people starve to death while doing nothing? No, that's it's just what it's always been. That's how it's... I, all right, I'm going to continue. Oh, we're almost done. Are the notions of liberty, equality, and fraternity dead in the world? They never existed. Um, is mankind at the point of losing the altruistic instincts that has made us the greatest animal that the world has ever produced? Regards. Wait, where's the paranormal part in that? Not one. No, there's got to be one somewhere. There's got to be one somewhere. I mean, it, I know that people are wildly ignorant of history. Just wildly, True. wildly, wildly ignorant of history. Shockingly, dangerously, 
wildly ignorant of history. Like, even like, recent history. Things that have happened in their lifetime. But, I, you, this is wild. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of like, I don't even know where you build from that. As far as like, you can see the scaffolding of like, their worldview in this lack of knowledge. Basically, yeah. on, on a lot, not just like history, but just like human. I mean, yes, humans are capable of altruism. We've done studies about it, but we're not the only ones. Great apes can do it. Yeah. Other animals can do it, too. And yes, to a point, you are born with a certain amount of altruistic capabilities. But that's not necess- That's just where you start. Yeah, and as a species... <laughs> How things evolve species, is totally... We are, I think we are much more altruistic than um, many people um, even uh, will uh, admit. True. Um, because people do have a, a, a real cynical, like... Um, you know, Ayn Rand view of like, like humanity at times, which is weird and bizarre, but also, but I, the most, why are you comparing us to other animal species? First of all, that's weird. Like I, that doesn't really work. Cause like, I, I mean, no, what are you, why are you comparing us to other animal species? Like what, what is the (laughs) basis of comparison? Um, like, the no good dirty dolphin? Like, are we are we trying to decide? Oh, are humans more altruistic than uh, than uh, lemurs? I <laughs> who cares? What, what does it? Why, why would it? First of all, why would it matter? Why are we ranking these things? Why? It doesn't have anything to do with your question. So that's you're just that's weird. You just are being weird. It's not like um, humans being altruistic is somehow the divider between uh, humans and great apes. Yeah. Well, I mean in. The original question was: Have the rich lost their altruistic? Yeah, have they? Because the being rich has lost, nothing to do with that. Lost their altruistic instincts. Well, because all because hum- humans are the most altruistic and good animals. Um, but have they lost their altruistic instincts? I guess that's the fantasy paranormal part. Just like is Sasquatch psychic? That's the thing they're taking for granted here. That's that's the same thing. Devils are real. Sasquatch is real. Humans are just like the most altruistic animals, straight up. Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument, maybe. I, I literally apples and oranges. <laughs> this is yeah. this is the perfect example of making an apples and oranges argument because, I, what are you co- like? Oh, I, I, what are you comparing us to? I mean, being rich and powerful does desensitize you to the needs of others, and we've done many studies on that, and that's just a fact at this point. I mean, are we, Neanderthal. But your mileage Neanderthal varies. Maybe we can talk about. I, if if you if we res- resurrected the Neanderthals or found some in a cave somewhere, I, not gonna happen. But let's just say we cloned them or something. You give that motherfucker a billion dollars, <laughs> guarantee you he's not giving all that away. Guarantee you that's not gonna happen. I, it's such a useless argument because to even to but to become filthy rich, that requires you to exploit people to a point where yeah, you just are maybe not as altruistic as other yeah. people are. Yeah. There's so many factors that go into that. Being rich doesn't make you altruistic. No. Well, these, but they're saying that all humans are naturally altruistic and good. Um, and they're asking, we, does their wealth, um, have they lost their natural altruistic instincts? See, the way I heard it or read it or interpreted it was that the wealthy are more altruistic than others. No, I don't, I don't think that's that. the question. It shouldn't be the question because that's a bullshit question. Yeah, that would be but absolutely How you interpret it, right. Have we lost it? Um, it, and, but if we have we as the rank and file lost our altruistic altruistic good characters, 
by allowing the rich and powerful to let people starve to death while doing nothing? Like, are we less altruistic because we haven't uh, stopped the wealthy? Which, I, less altruistic, no. I, it's just the nature of power. Like, you, this is, like, like many things. Like many things, many people, and many arguments, there is a fundamental misunderstanding of what power is, how, what it's for, how it's used, who wields it, and how it's wielded. Truth. Which is why we could all do well to to take some lessons from a dear friend of the podcast, um, Karl Marx. <laughs> I, I mean, but what is the true answer to this person? I would say grow up and shut up because that's the answer to everything. I would say grow up and like learn about history. I, Read open some up your perspective Zen. on people. Uh, peep, like st- listen, st- start 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 with the U.S. Just do uh, people's history of the United States. Get an idea of you're just the United States. Just start there, and then work your way back. I mean, because people people in power have always trod over everyone else. Like that's that's the history of it. That's there. That's just what it is. It's. I mean, I would also invite them to read all the scientific research on altruism for starters, which will springboard them into a whole bunch of other stuff. Because there's other things about, I would say, the human condition. This person. That history will not alone solve. Yeah. But knowing where we've come from on this, and yeah, it's yeah, I, got some I think homework. I, Go up, shut up, and do your homework. Definitely do your homework. I you, ha- you do not have a good working knowledge of history, which is I goes for most people. But like, it's hard to get past the lack of knowledge of history before we can even begin to answer such, the question. Like it's such a why, like you live in such a, a a cardboard version of the world. Which I'm going to guess most people live in. The more and more I live, the more I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Most people are in the cardboard cutout version. Or like the box as Brad. Whatever metaphor Brad just used. I mean, it is shocking. And fuck. I mean, I am upset. I don't know more about history. The more and more I learn about... I was learning... I read some more about some some of the horrific things that happened to like an antebellum South. Or like all kinds of... Not just there, but like the rest of America that we never learned. Yeah. That no one ever volunteered and that you wouldn't, I guess, unless you started like... Because it's never been in any of the history books I've read. Even in things about discussing the Civil War and post-Civil War, these things just weren't brought up. And it's like, motherfuckers, why didn't you tell us this happened? I have an idea why you didn't tell us it happened, especially in Tennessee, where we were uh, brought up. But goddamn, I, I did not know how horrific a lot of those things were. And... Sometimes it's in popular culture. Like, what is it? Watchmen recently did the whole thing. The whole old thing scene of that is mm-hmm. well, the, the horrible thing that happened in Oklahoma. Yeah. That was Oklahoma City, right? Um, yeah. That is just one of a lot of things that happened that are very similar. And you're like, how the fuck did this stand? Like, how the fuck did people... Uh, there was history of uh, African-Americans protesting in the South, especially, what is it, Georgia? Whenever, like, the people, they were allowed to elect people, like, blacks got the vote... And they elected a lot of uh, African-American, like, senators or, like, uh, House members. And they were, I guess, guess similar to what's happening in Michigan. People, like, threatened them. And they ultimately, like, kind of resigned. And there was a whole bunch of bullshit that happened. People died. People who were doing peaceful protests were, like, killed by police officers. And not just there, Louisiana. Look, I can't go into all the details right now because we're doing a show. And I don't want to get depressed about it. And I don't want to. But look that shit up. Yeah. 
Why the fuck didn't they tell us that? Well, a lot of the stuff that happened in World War II, of, they didn't even tell of, us. Of the labor movement and like the oh uh, yeah, true. The, you know, in the early 1900s, like, all, like it is, it's insane. Like, yeah, I, uh, a fundamental misunderstanding of power. As much, God, as much as things are pretty horrible now, in a way. These are still some of the best times we're having as humans. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's 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 not get well. Let's not let's. That's true to a point. I would say, in the, but in a, be careful with that because then you start to get into uh, Steven Pinker territory. Well, I mean, I'm thinking more of a broad thing. Sure. Not to say necessarily that there were. I mean, there are obviously things that happened in the past that would be fun. I'm sure growing up in the 50s would oh, have yeah. been fun no, no, in its, its own way if you were a certain type of just, person. I'm saying watch yourself because you start getting into Steven Pinker territory and then. Slippery slope to crazy town. Well, I'm not. I don't think I'm slippery to crazy. I'm not familiar. I know, I know. What do you mean by Pinker? Oh, because like what? Because like Stephen. Like there's a listen. Um, we listen. This podcast has been around long enough. Uh, that we were we were around in the early days where there was the whole like the new atheism and we had Richard Dawkins and oh, yeah, all yeah. these and like they and it was like oh yeah great awesome I'm I'm glad people are being open and being uh, more forceful against religion. Um, but then there was like the fucking turn that happened, like. In the last 10 years, I think, where, like, those people, like, a lot of those people just turned into fucking, like, lunatic monsters and assholes. And, like... Oh, yeah. Like, Steven Pinker, like, goes around and does all this bullshit. It's like, well, you know, actually, um, this is the greatest time in human history. If you look at the way things have changed for all these different people and for scientific advancement and for, like, health and we're living in the best time ever. But he just really uses that um, as a means to, like, go around and, like, I... Mostly to uh, quell uh, people that are making valid complaints about anything. Oh, I mean, okay, you are right. And and after, thank you for bringing that to light because you were correct. Um, yes, all times are bad. Yeah. Then <laughs> I, if we're gonna like go to on say, that, all times are bad. I'm There's still saying, super you know, inequalities. Alex, I don't. I don't want you to inadvertently uh, slip and do like uh, douchebag uh, talking points. Thank you. Yes. Try, no. Try to keep thank you, you for uh, Alex. I don't want you to turn into a Ben Shapiro fan. I wouldn't, would not. Next, next, but, next week we tune in. Alex is just wearing like a Ben Shapiro shirt and a Dave Rubin hat. So I've watched a few things since the last time we talked. I'm more of a classical liberal, really. <laughs> Nothing about that phrase appeals to me <laughs> at all. <laughs> that would be one of the things that we would end the show, right? I mean, I, if one listen, of us changed I, of course, enough I'm against to wear Christianity, but I think we all need to agree the Muslims are the worst. Okay. No, all right. No, 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 it's no. all right. Okay. okay. And uh, you're I listening mean, to Ramjack. Listen, everyone deserves rights, but do these trans people, like, what's their problem? All right. All right. God, Alex, what happened? I knew I should have stopped you when you started quoting Steven Pinker all the time. It is weird how all those people that were once, I guess, champions of the new atheism quickly changed into just, oh, your true colors is you're an asshole. Yeah. You just happen also to be an atheist, which I guess is the lesson there. Anyone can be an atheist because gods and things aren't real. Yeah. Also, <laughs> that doesn't matter in the scape of whether you're an asshole or not. That doesn't even factor in. Yeah. Like it does with anything. I mean, we know this lesson. There's tons of people who are various, we'll say, rel- they have various religious affiliations who are just fucking assholes. Yeah. Some people aren't. I guess that would. How do we. How do we bring down the level of assholes? Um. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I know pers- that's also subjective what an asshole um, is, but at the I same start time. with a kidney punch. And Brad starts with a kidney punch. And then I go for a chest punch. I'll take a shoulder if I can get one. And then, and then a solid shove. 
Um, and then here's where you can mess up. You can stop there, <laughs> or you can lay them the fuck out. Pick them up and throw them into the fucking uh, display. That's what you should do. Interesting. Interesting. And if they try to fight back, pin them to the ground and wait for the police to arrive. There you go. It's a pretty solid plan. Yeah, yeah that works. Hey, that works. Listen, that's what we're about. We're about solutions here. Before we move on, there's one more paranormal question here that must be dealt with. We must help them. Hold on. I lost it. Lost it. Is it weird that when I see a news article about the Mormons, one, I, my heart goes out to them because we've helped them so many times. Like, I really do feel that as much as I don't, I mean, I know quite a bit about their religious beliefs, but also, like, I don't really know Mormon personally, I don't think. Anyway, I still, my heart goes out to them, but I also, like, want to give them advice in any article I'm reading about them. Yeah. And I only read those articles because we gave them so much advice. Yeah. We're, we're a help to the Mormons. We're a great, we're a great resource for the Mormons. Hi guys, I'm just a Tammy Twelve. Tammy Twelve. Um, Virgin Mary Evil. <gasps> Buckle up. Hi guys, I'm just a Tammy Twelve. This might not sound it. This may not sound it, but was the scariest dream that I ever had. I had a dream that I was looking at a postcard of what seemed to be a holy land. The picture was of a lake with cliffs. And Mother Mary, Mother lowercase, Mary capitalized, Mother Mary, standing at the top of the cliff. Then I was looking through a telescope at the land, and when I looked up to see where Mary was, there was like a demon, just something all black in black cloak that put its arms out, and I jumped up panicking, exclamation point. Has anyone ever experienced a negative dream of Mary like this? Do you think it has any meaning? Hmm. I'm gonna read that that one sentence again. The picture was of a lake with cliffs and Mother Mary standing at the top of the cliff. Then I was looking through a telescope at the land. When I looked up to where Mary was, there was like a demon, just something all black in a black cloak that put its arms out and I jumped up panicking, exclamation point. The demon's on the far side of a ravine. You look through a telescope, it waves? Mm -hmm. And you panic? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just saying hi. It's just saying Why are you looking at it if you don't want it to say hello? Maybe, well, maybe. Thought it, she thought it was. Maybe don't look so close if uh, you don't want to get noticed, weirdo, peeper. I mean, because this person thought this was the, the Virgin Mary they were looking at, too. Yeah. So this is a peeper like, ooh, let me just, let me look at, let me look at the, let me look at Mary. Why are you trying to. Oh, it's a demon? Oh, it's huh. not Mary at all. It's a demon. And it's just like, hey, oh, fuck. Not you again. <laughs> I mean, listen, for all this demon knows, it was minding its own business um, with at a cliff, standing at the top, like it just got to the top of the cliff, it's like, oh my god, I'm, on the, I'm the king of the world! And then it sees you, some weirdo, that was previously looking at a postcard, and now you're looking through a telescope, no explanation, um, and it sees you looking at it, it just waves to be polite. Yeah. And now you're judging it. Hmm. I don't know if uh, demons are psychic, um, but you don't have to be psychic to know when someone's being rude. Very true. Hmm. Very true. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Pleasantries matter. Is it okay if I'm rude to a demon? I know being rude is wrong in a way, but should I be polite to creatures that the Bible tells me are bad? I mean, you know what? 
maybe they're only bad because you're so rude. Maybe if you give that demon a chance, um, maybe you'd learn that you and that demon have a lot in common. Maybe you could forge a friendship. Hmm, everything about that? So, did so the, at a distance, the demon looked like the Virgin Mary, Mother Mary. Correct, on the postcard, yeah. But when you looked at it closely, yeah, it was close. a little different. Mm-hmm. But how different was it? If you mistake it, uh, well, it was, did it, it was, transform? It was a demon, just something all black in a black cloak with its arms out. And you mistook that as Mother Mary to begin with. Right. So either you don't understand what a Mother Mary is, or maybe the demon doesn't look that different from her. Listen, first, first, get your eyes checked. Second, check your privilege. <laughs> is, the, is the Virgin Mary evil? Who's to say? She was forced to have the child of a god. I mean, like, I don't... Again, like, why are you judging? Um, yeah. Uh, has judge? anyone ever had this experience? Has anyone ever experienced a negative dream of Mary like this? And do you think it has any meaning? I think it says a lot about you. I think it says a lot yeah. about you. Dreams are just the random synapses firing in your brain as it's uh, clearing out junk when you're asleep. It's a different form of consciousness, but not like in the way you're interpreting correct, that. Correct. It's totally natural and normal. It doesn't mean anything. However, your interpretation says a lot about you. Your interpretation it says a does lot say a about lot about you. Because that's a conscious thought, and you're uh, interjecting a lot of you into exactly. there. Exactly. A lot of your biases. And yeah. So, um, hey, Steven Pinker, like maybe check yourself before you wreck yourself. Grow up, shut up. Check before you wreck. Worlds to live by. Truth. I don't know the. I don't think Virgin Mary is evil just by herself. No, no. I think this woman did something to her. I think. I think that's. I think that headlines are really grabbing for attention because there. Yeah, this yeah. is not about the Virgin Mary being evil. It's about if you read a dream of Mary looking like a demon, and you think it has a meaning. Tricky, tricky, tricky. I don't like it. Uh, but those are our paranormal friends for the week. Um, I think we've given them some solid advice. <laughs> Friends, it's that super special time of the week where we check in with our dear, dear pal, Suti. T and ninjas. Brad, um, who summarized the last time? You did. We're going to go with that, because I am not emotionally prepared to summarize this episode. Oof. The, um, the summary on Wikipedia of the last episode of Mr. T and Friends... No spoilers. Jeez. No spoilers. Is, ...is great, is all I got to say. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we play a game every week. We have got to summarize the episode in as close to a minute as possible to become brave to keep our braveheart status as hosts of this show that we bring you uh horrendously under we're chumps if anyone goes over we've forgotten what it's all about brad are you prepared to summarize this episode of mr t yes yes i am hold up oh the the ninja mystery the ninja mystery Brad, don't let us down. 1983, October 29th, right before Halloween. Ooh, spooky scary. I don't want to... Okay, I, I, okay I, I'll remember to mention this after after you do this. 
after you clinch this victory. Okay. And we're safe for another week. Whew. On go. Three, two, one, go. All right, so uh, we're in New York now, um, and they're they're coming in to do a meet. They got a new gymnast named uh, uh, Vince D'Amato, who is the worst and has a ridiculous voice um, that is not dissimilar from the villain of the episode's voice. Um, the villain, by the way, it's a ninja. A ninja's going around and burgling. He has been for three weeks. Oh, but it turns out he's not a ninja. He's actually the stuntman in a movie that stars not Tom Selleck. Um, and uh, what he's really doing is he's using that as a cover because he's going to steal the film canisters that are being held at the hotel they're staying at so that he can make duplicates to sell in the black market as bootleg Napster movies. And I guess they're going to recut the movies in in entirety and just remake the movie. Seems like a lot of work to make a bootleg. I don't know. But they solve the mystery in the end. They catch him and they learn you've got to work hard and start at the bottom um, to be a star or something. I guess. It doesn't really make sense. One minute! Didn't let us down, Braveheart. I appreciate you. I see you. Here's a medal. <laughs> um, real weird episode. Real weird episode. Didn't even, didn't even have time to talk about the racism. But let me tell you, let me tell you about some racism. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we do that, I had an idea, and this is kind of random, okay. I admit. But I was listening to our podcast, one of the recent episodes, and loving it, because, you know, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, I wonder what the approximate episode to this last year was. Ah. Because I could listen to approximation episodes, essentially, over the past ten years. Yeah. <laughs> and think of, in mid-May, or early May, I guess, is when we got released, what were we doing every May for the last ten years? Like, I could just... Go find that. Yeah. I can get a snapshot in history of, of our time as the podcast and as people of who we are in each of those things back to 10 years. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons we do the show, I guess. Sure. <laughs> but and then I thought, I kind of want to do that. So I, I think I will personally go back and maybe do that with the next episode that you release. Listen to that one and then slowly go back in time to see how things fare. I invite the listeners to do that, too. Oh, I thought you had done that. I thought you, po- I thought you would look that up, and we're going to give us some information. No, man, it just happened. No, it just happened th- th- today. Like I was driving to go pick up my child, and thought, "Wait a minute, got an idea." Well, I mean, you should, you're throwing it out there now. It's easy enough to do on the website. Uh, uh, no, we don't. I mean, huh? I, I think the like- part of the well, there's ten episodes. That's the thing. Uh, like, yeah, I, I was going to look and see of of the very. Uh, oh, of, okay, that's cool. So last year, uh, this is. Uh, Let's well, should we? Uh, we'll do the one that was uh, released on. Well, we have one that was released on May 11th. It wasn't recorded then, but it was released then. Yeah, that's that, um, that's close what, enough. That'll work. Yeah. Um. Uh, we're we're talking about Hawkeye's haircut. Yeah. Um, Alex, you're you're talking about vampire facials. Oh. And we were talking about the Mr. T episode, Mystery of the Forbidden Monastery. Ooh, a year ago. Huh. Can you go back another year? Yes, I can. It's 2018 now, Alex. Go back. Go back further. Come back with me. Alex, two years. Released on May 12th, 2018. And this just hits in a shock down me because I just realized, oh yeah, of course, April Anarchy, Alex. Part two of mm-hmm. April Anarchy, which just made me realize, oh yeah, 
we need to record April Anarchy. <laughs> I forgot because we April was kind of a blur because it's quarantine times. Oh Didn't yeah. Think about the fact that it's currently May, so it's time for April Anarchy. So I guess yeah. we need to do that. We need to do that real soon. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just forgot it was sometimes, May. Sometimes, look, we have to get back to our roots. We have to go back through time to figure out who we are. Sometimes, and yeah. April Anarchy is a thing we do. Glad, glad I looked at this now. Didn't think about the fact that it was May. Forgot. I thought you were waiting to mention it for some reason. I just forgot what month it was. I was like, oh, was. I guess Brad's just... Okay, no. cool. Because I was going to say April Anarchy, but it's only May. It's May. <laughs> it's currently May. Oh. Well, that's a, that's a revelation. Well, well, uh, well I... Guys, uh, by the time you're listening to this, it may be a time travel episode. Who knows? <laughs> because to get this out by the end of May, to get April Anarchy out by the end of May now, uh, may require some moving. And I listen, friends. Okay. Listen, we're all going to make this work. I think this all works. Now I'm looking at a calendar just to fucking figure shit out. So that one will come out. Oh, okay, this one will come out on the 20th. We have- yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. Okay, guys. Um, as we all know, um, next episode, of course, is the last episode that'll be coming out in May. As we all know. Um, yeah. So clearly... It, you're going to be listening next week to April Anarchy because it's the last week in May. And of course, we're going to have it in May. Why wouldn't we? Obviously, we know what we're doing. Professionals. <laughs> what happened the year before that? Oh, well, let's see what else. Is it just April else Anarchy on April Anarchy? I mean, whew, man. I want to go back and expect, listen to each one of these episodes. I wasn't expecting to actually be shocked by anything, but oh, dude. to learn what month we're it only... is is truly shocking. Well, okay, so um, I'm not going to read one the 14th because that was April Anarchy. Um, <laughs> I'm real glad you asked this question now, Alex. Um, but let's let's see uh, the week after that. The week after that, uh, we're talking about uh, hot new trends um, and questionable snacks. You're giving advice to some Mormons. Um, and we're mm-hmm. talking about, uh, uh, oh, the conclusion of Riverdale um, that season. And uh, the ah. Guardians of the Galaxy, the new movie. A new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Now, instead of going back the year before that, go back a lot further. Yeah. Go back in the way, way back machine. Yeah. Let's... 2010, 2011. Oh, here we are, 2011. Let's see what we got here. What do we got here? Uh, May 20th, 2011. So we had some technical issues, um, just so you know. Um, oh. It was our Yellow Diamond anniversary. It's our 60th episode, by the way. Um, Damn. Uh, Maxim's Hot 100 makes a hearty attempt to answer the age-old sexist cliche. Is it somehow physically possible to make people laugh and have a uterus? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> talk about we talk about the movie Thor, and we play uh, wow. the Netflix rating game. Um, and oh, Charles in Charge has the return of Rue McClanahan and uh, and Christine Applegate. Wow. Mr. Pembroke is throwing money at every minor convenience in his life. That is so far back in time that it is hard for me to re- like truly get a grounding. Three years ago, yeah, I remember those episodes of Mr. T. I remember um, talking about... Oh, I under- I remember the the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm-hmm. Alex, on, on the I episode prior no to idea. that, you were reporting in on Fast Five. Oh, wow. So you had seen, you had seen, you had seen uh, The Family. And it would take another nearly 10 years for you to be like, let me check up on this fam. Yeah. Let me get into these Apparently things. Apparently, you, you did not get my interest stirred. Didn't? Fast Sometimes five. it takes a while. Fast five in 2011. 
That's how long those movies have been hitting that, man. That's, I know. Sometimes time travel will scare you, even if it's just 10 years back. I'm telling you, that's truly, that is, that's really something. Come back, come back to the future with me, friend. Let's get, let's talk about T and these kids. So yeah, Vince is the worst. (laughs) Oh, absolute trash monster. First of all, his like. I understand that the voice actor is trying to do something, A, to sound like a kid, um, and B, to sound somewhat different than the other character he plays in this episode. I'm sorry, the other three characters he plays in this episode, which also... Does he really play three other characters? Because he's definitely, like, the uh, the manager guy. Um, okay. And, well, he's obviously the ninja villain, um, that's the stuntman. Mm-hmm. But he's also, like, the uh, the guy that's with the actor. Like, I don't know if he's, like, the director or the manager, whoever, that's trying to oh, get yeah. Vince out of there when he's doing the, uh, jumping on the ice like an idiot. Um, Recklessly jumping yeah. on June gymnastics on ice. Um, and the, the guy's got a very distinctive voice to begin with, but for Vince, he sometimes makes it a little higher. So he gets real high, and then he talks like this. It's the most, it's the most insane sounding character I've ever heard in my life. It sounds like every British person that tries to do an American <laughs> accent. Oh, I'm just having some coffee. Okay, <laughs> weird, weird. I don't like. Vince's character animation or character is also very close to Jeff. I don't think so. In the first scene, when they're like back, when when Jeff is in front of him, and okay, it's also not a big secret that everyone else hates Jeff. It's a wonder why we just saw Jeff. Like he's so new, and I guess he's a really good gymnast, or else he wouldn't be able to go in here. But Jeff's heart is not in gymnastics, um, even though he's really good at it. But when you see Jeff in in front of uh, Vince. They look very similar. Now, I know the animation in general is kind of similar yeah. to the characters. But it looked, when I was looking at it earlier, very similar. I, I think, I mean, I think, well, yeah, again, I, yeah, I think a lot of the characters look very similar. But I think, I think they're trying to make him look dissimilar. And it just makes him have such a weirder face. Like, he has a weird face. Like, and they keep trying to say he's attractive. And he's trying to skate by in his good looks. And I'm like, good looks? Like... He looks like a monster. <laughs> like he's creepy looking. Like when I when Mr. T does the intro for this episode, and he's like, oh, one of our team thought there was gonna be a big star and get by on their good looks. I thought, oh, okay, so Jeff wants to be like an actor now. I, I didn't realize this is one of those random ones where we're bringing in a, a new character for an episode never to be seen again. <laughs> well, there are other characters in the background yeah. that don't get any speaking lines. Yeah. Um. I want to say Sky's in here. I see her in the back. Yeah, every once in a while we get some just other characters. Yeah, and Courtney, who I don't think we've seen yet, I think is also in here. So is Grant, I guess? There's a lot of people in here that's just like, who are these other motherfuckers that we've never heard or seen? Yeah. But they're in the background. I think Sky's been in an episode we've yeah, talked Sky, about so Sky, far. But I don't Sky remember Courtney Grant. Native American? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the, uh, the monastery one. The one that we watched but one year ago. I know. Um, and I remembered her. Don't know these other people on this bus. Mm, no. These must be ones they picked up in Mississippi at that camp they set up. Um, but yeah, Mr. T, at the beginning, like you said, is talking to, like, look, someone had a... Just because you're attractive means you don't get everything handed to you. Let's learn about that. Mr. T! Everyone fucking hates Vince. And I mean, Vince? it's 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 a weird lesson that he's that like it's this episode is so specific as like this guy wants to be an actor. Mr. T's like you got to work your way up from the bottom. <laughs> you got you got to yeah. like, first of all, 
Well, not necessarily. And also, Mr. T, you were discovered by, like, being a bodyguard. And then you got to be, like, in a Rocky movie. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I mean... Brad, you don't understand all the classes Mr. T did in the underground up to that point. Like, just the effort he took to, like, hone his skill. He was a bodyguard as his day job. Of course job, I was a bodyguard. Mr. T's an actor. I was a bodyguard while I was working my way through Juilliard. Yeah, Avi. Once Come more on. under the breach, dear friends. Once more, I'll close the wall up with our English dead. God, I would give anything to see Shakespeare's Mr. T as any of the characters. <laughs> I pity the fool who closed up our wall with our English dead. <laughs> Just let him do it, man. Stiffen the sinews. Imitate the actions of the tiger. <laughs> Wild. We're doing it. Once the night network hits and we get oh, that yeah. money that we were promised, I mean, I think it should go into litigation I mean, now because yeah. there's something going it's on. Cute, it's cute that Patrick Stewart's like reading the sonnets on Instagram. Sure, that's cute. But what about Mr. T performing the histories? Hmm? Nice. Hmm? It's happening. We're doing it. Um, the kids are driving to do oh, the this gymnastics. Oh, that this too solid flesh would melt, thaw, and resolve itself into a do. Alright, alright, I'm done. <laughs> um, so they're in Times Square, so they're in New York. They're driving on the bus. We got the whole gang here oh, yeah. for this gymnastics meet. Except Vince has his head in the clouds of, I'm gonna become an actor. Um, the next John Travolta. Oh, God. Yikes. This was 83. Um, what was happening with Travolta in 83? I, like To me, that seems like a dated reference. Wasn't his heyday, like... Late seventies doesn't matter. No, I mean, doesn't it's, matter. Again, it's eighty three. I I think is he is he's, huh? When did Greece come out? Like that was early eighties. I think. I what is okay? Uh, wait, we we gotta take a we gotta take a little quick. I'm Guys, sorry. we're getting this episode. To... We promise we're talking about this episode. But first, we gotta see, um, Travolta in eighty three specifically. What do we got going on? So, Cotter ends in seventy nine. Then we got Urban Cowboy in 80, Blowout 81, Staying Alive is 83, Two of a Kind 83. So we had two movies in 83. Staying Alive was in 83? Correct. Damn. Perfect is 85. I that was like pre-80s. Uh, we got a lot of movies here that I'm just like, I don't even know. This is We're, we're getting into the area where I'm like, I don't know. What is this? Uh, two of a Kind, perfect. Um, a TV movie in 87, The uh, Basements. 89, The Experts, and 89, Look Who's Talking. We're, then we're, now we're in Look Who's Talking times until, you know, eventually he comes back with Pulp Fiction. Like, there really wasn't, like, I mean, we all, th- we all, I mean, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, there was definitely a lull in his career, but I'm like, not much of one. I mean, yeah, he's making Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking too there for a taste, but, and Look Who's Talking now, but, like, <laughs> I mean, he's still working like every other year. He's and he's got a couple of things yeah. in between there too, like Chains of Gold, Eyes of an Angel, Shout, Boris and Natasha. Oh, he's playing himself in that. He's just making a, a cameo. I mean, but then like, look who's talking now is '93. Pulp Fiction's '94, and then he's then he's back to being. Then he's back. So yeah, back. he made shitty movies, but he was still working. He was still making money. Yeah. He did Michael after uh, Pulp Fiction. After Pulp Fiction, phenomenon. After Pulp Fiction, he's making money, but but he did. There's no period of time where he's just not working. I I forgot that Staying Alive was the sequel to the Saturday Night Fever movie, so that makes sense. That's in '83, actually. Yeah, 
Saturday Night Fever 77, Grease is 78. Yeah. That makes sense. 77 makes sense. I was like, wait a minute. There's no way that movie about disco was post-disco. Post, uh, the, uh, oh, goodness, I can't remember. Um, the milkshake people. Do the shake. Village people. The village people movie. Can't stop the There's music. no way it was after that. Can't stop the music. Oh. Um, yeah, he's going to be the next, uh, Vince wants to be the next John Travolta. They're rolling up to the hotel, and I want to say Robin asked Mr. T when they're going to get there. Mr. T says, we'll get there when the bus stops. Shut up. Keep it down down back there. I'm trying to drive in New York. I'm paraphrasing, but it's essentially that attitude, that energy. Oh, definitely. Um, So, yeah, meanwhile, some security guards are uh, trying to stop a ninja that is thieving a bag of diamonds. Yeah. Rappelling off of the roof or a, 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 a higher floor in some sky rise. And, um, yeah, the ninja makes fools of these police. Uh, well, they're not even police. They're just security guards. Not- oh, that makes more yeah. sense. So, yeah, and then he, he hops on his motorcycle and is uh, escaping uh, when he runs, literally runs into Mr. T's bus. Um, Mr. T, like, runs off the road and, like, knocks over a trash can. The bike is destroyed. The ninja leaves the bike. Just leaves it. Like, fuck it. Don't even need it. <laughs> I got diamonds and jewels. I can buy 20 more of these tomorrow. Again, here's the crazy thing. As, as Spoiler alert. Uh, what we end up finding out is that this is all a ploy because his real goal is to copy the film. So he's doing these burglary, burglaries to set up the idea that there's a ninja burglar out there. <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. I mean, that's, this is a dedication to the con. Like, even when he goes and steals, he doesn't steal all the money from a place he's robbing. He doesn't steal all the diamonds. But the motherfucker's still stealing a bag of diamonds. All, oh, yeah. all, and all is just a preface to set up the idea that there's a ninja robbery. So he'll have an excuse when he steals the, the film that, oh, it was just that ninja robber that's been going around. It clearly wasn't me. What the fuck? <laughs> just that why even worrying about like making bootleg movies when you could just be having diamonds is it also supposed to be like a cover of diamonds are more important than the unedited film from a video or a movie so that they wouldn't even waste their time with that versus I mean you could make a disturbing amount more money yeah. off that film no but it's a it's a gamble I don't think you can't first of all um, I don't, don't know what the hell this it's, it's seemingly an action movie um, it's a, a Tom Selleck action I'm sorry a not it's a Tom Selleck, a action, not movie. Tom Selleck action movie though the actor is clearly Tom Selleck uh, mm-hmm. and we, Mustache we or shorts. love Tom Selleck movies uh, think of all of your favorite Tom Selleck movies let's not go down that IMDB hole uh, three men and a little lady three men and a baby you, that's the only two Tom Selleck there you movies go. I can think of off the top of my head them all. Quigley Down Under oh, okay you, Alex, <laughs> Quigley I guess you love Tom Selleck Wait till we have, my mother loves Tom wait, Selleck. Wait till we have Tom Selleck month. It's going to be wild. All of, We fucking should have a Tom Selleck match, but that's besides the point. All of Alex's um, favorite movies um, will be there. Uh, but, but he's, in the end, this is all a plot to steal unedited film. Yeah, just the raw footage. And he's going to, so he can make bootleg movies. Like, that is insane. 
I mean, I would love to see these bootleg movies where you take the original footage copied and then make your own edit. <laughs> yes. Because that, at that point, it's just like street cut or <laughs> ninja cut. This is my special ninja cut. Ah. Um, so, two things that happen during this. As the ninja's repelling off the, uh, the building, the security guards are right underneath him, and they realize this at the worst moment. They're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, he's coming down really fast. Ah! And they throw their arms up because they're scaredy cats. And he just kicks them down, uses them as a board to jump off of and do his stunts to his bike. As he's hurtling toward the bus, Mr. T basically tells the kids to hold on. And my favorite scene in this may be when they all go, what? Because every kid on the bus goes a, huh? Like a scared kind of shock. And the whole frame goes at 45 degrees. (laughs) Like this bus is on two wheels and it's awesome. Because it would be terrifying if Mr. T says, hold on. And suddenly you are 45 degrees over in the edge. Yeah. Um, Alex, should we do a Jesse Stone month and just watch all the Jesse Stone movies? Um, I, I'm game for whatever you want to, friend. At some point, I we've been doing this for a long time. I just, I just, why, I, why do you ask? I just why, think you, why I, Jesse? I just know you love the Jesse Stone movies. I didn't realize Jesse Stone was a Tom Selleck movie, so I don't um, love Tom Selleck that much. Um, Jesse Stone, Sea Change. Um, that was 2007. How about 2009's Jesse Stone, Thin Ice? Our 2010's Jesse Stone, No Remorse. Our 2011's Jesse Stone, Innocence Lost. 2012, Jesse Stone, Benefit of the Doubt. 2015, Jesse Stone, Lost in Paradise. Um, announced <laughs> Untitled Jesse Stone Project. I have never so- heard of this franchise of films starring Tom Selleck as Jesse Stone. <laughs> um, one of them was picked up by the Hallmark Channel, though I don't know if all of them... Okay, the first eight were commissioned by CBS. There's so many. Oh, the first the one... The ninth... W- the first one's from 2005, called, and it's just called Stone Cold. But a made-for-TV movie, CBS made, all the way through eight. The ninth one was uh, asked, like picked up by the Hallmark Channel. And the 10th film is in the works. Who knows who's going to... Maybe. Jesse Stone is a former Major League Baseball shortstop whose career was cut short by shoulder injury. injury. Uh, he was raised in Arizona. <laughs> this is Cheers, but what? a detective? Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Weird. He was asked to resign from his job as a homicide detective? Because of his drinking problem. This is Cheers, but a detective. Beautiful wife named Jennifer. Cheers, but a detective. It's, it is literally cheers, but a detective. <laughs> Stone quickly realizes or notices that the town, I'm guessing some random town he goes to, has big league crimes. <laughs> I just love the phrase big league crimes. And it's set in Massachusetts. Where everyone knows your name. And everyone has the same life problems as far as like the course was charted for them. Sam Malone. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> uh, Jesse Stone. Stone rhymes with Malone. All I'm saying is, CBS, a lawsuit may be being brought up as I we speak. I definitely think so. Maybe that's why Hallmark had to pick it up. Would we? Would I humor a Jesse Stone month? Sure. Sure. Oh, I, I think we might end up someday watching a Jesse Stone movie. Who knows? Um, but friends, we can't talk about Mr. T. Uh, Will we get to Mr. T in this episode? We don't know. So yeah, Mr. T decides he's going to chase down this ninja that caused uh, him to veer off the road. Robin's going to join him. She can run just as fast as Mr. T. Again, I guess giving her the T-Force. 
the ninja throws a barber pole at them at one point. Pretty crazy. And then he disappears into thin air. He jumps over a fence into an alley and then boom, ninja. This is where the racist stuff starts happening, right? Our s- Already? Well, I guess the seeds of it are late. Maybe not. Okay. Robin and Mr. T are explaining what they chased, and Kim, the robot, was basically like, wait a minute, guys, that sounds a lot like uh, ninjas, Japanese ninjas from a long, long ago in what many would consider the nondescript ancient times, because we don't need dates, just in the past, before, the, uh, before 1900. And Jeff's like, wait a minute, what's one of those, what's a ninja doing in modern times here? No one knows. I mean, no it, is a, it is a great question that is never asked when ninjas appear in anything. Because just in yeah. the 80s, we just accepted that ninjas were a thing that was happening. Oh, yeah. Ninja Turtles. Sure. I mean, I know we all got ninja Jewel fever thieves. in the 80s, and we, like, love shit with ninjas in it. But, like, I do like the fact that for once, somebody's like, what the fuck would ninjas be doing in modern America? It's weird. Yeah. Like a classical ninja that could actually disappear, only could docky someone. Nah. I mean, there's a very, there's a very few people could do that. Yeah. Um, when they get to the hotel, they get out, and there's a superstar. Magnum PI is there. The Magnum PI. Definitely. The Jesse Stone, and uh, Miss Rigby is like, oh, ho, ho, ho. or Bisbee. I'm sorry. Why did I say Rigby? No, that's not, Who's Rigby? So that's a Beatles song. Um, um. Uh, <laughs> Eleanor Bisbee is straight up out of the bus and is like, oh my god, a movie star? Let me make sure my hair's okay. He's my favorite one. He has to be Tom Selleck. No, it's it's absolutely. That's a cartoon of Tom Selleck. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Uh, but Vince is like, this is my big break. I'm going to go talk to him and he's going to recognize me. Why you think this? I don't know. He's a kid, so I guess he just... That's what you think. They go on. They take their bags up. Like, I just think the Mr. T's already like, leave him alone. and <laughs> We got to get ready for the meat. So uh, we go, they, they're doing their gymnastics. Things are going just fine. Everybody's, uh, everybody's doing it. Um, but then, oh no, who's, that, who's there at the box office? A ninja comes, and I love you karate <laughs> chops through the window. <laughs> like, could have gone through the door. Um, no, that's not ninja style. Gives a solid hiya, and uh, uh, karate chops the window open to steal some of the uh, box office money, but not all of it. <laughs> Just so everyone's aware, this is happening at Madison Square Garden. So security there in the 80s was shit. <laughs> Clearly. And so then he's he's running from security guards again. Um, and he just runs into the fucking middle of the gymnastics competition. The far too populated gymnastics competition. <laughs> and uh, the kids start to pursue him up a rope. And uh, mm-hmm. he cuts the rope down below them. But they just do some gymnastics and uh, are able to escape. Yeah, T forced it up. Yeah. Uh, Mr. T comes chasing him up a catwalk and uh, to the roof. They get up on the roof and he does like a, I'm going to hide behind the doors. They come through it. And he actually grabs Kim and uses her as a like quasi hostage for just a moment. So he can escape and again, eventually just disappear. Ninja. Ninja. They... They realize that there's serial numbers on the because uh, he dropped uh, one of the bags of money. Um, he didn't steal it all, uh, and the bag has a serial number that they can trace. Obviously, yeah. I mean, Alex, if you found a bag with a number on it, would you? How would you go about tracing that? Even now, is it a serial if number? You just googled like the serial number on the bottom of a bag. You think you'd have any luck with that? 
It depends. Is it a food bag? Probably hit it. I mean, if it's a product of something, I could probably hit it. Really? I've actually looked up barcodes of things before. I worked for a company that did barcode stuff. Uh, a serial number so, like on like a fucking bag? Oh, a serial number? That can be tough. I think you could kind of find it, but you wouldn't be able to like triangulate a location back to like a hotel. Yeah, you wouldn't be like, oh, these are from the hotel. You might and be able to find out. In the 80s. You might be able to find out. Oh, this is uh, this is the type of bag made by Amsco uh, um, Textile Company um, out of uh, Detroit. And wait a minute, those are the same bags they used at the hotel. Like, no, you wouldn't know that. No. And you don't, you don't have the internet in '83. Correct. Like, I now it would be difficult to do that with the internet. Yeah. Back then, what the fuck? What are they no. looking up? Who are they calling? Or does Kim just use her, like, robot powers? She's a robot. That's what she does. She's the pre-internet, the walking internet. Here, Kim, put this in your mouth and scan it. Four, three, six, six, three, three, Oh, these are from the hotel. <laughs> oh. Nice. Thanks, Kim. Um, I also love, so when the ninja escapes from the roof, I, I forgot about this, but I had the video playing as we're talking he uses a grappling hook or a ninja like weapon and he throws it on a chain to the building across from the across the street at madison square garden Uh but it's like a gargoyle Uh i say that because they put an emphasis that this catches on the gargoyle and there was someone who spent time drawing this gargoyle because it looks it looks like someone had a little fun they're like oh i'm gonna get to draw a gargoyle this what if we had okay I'd like to think that an animators really liked gargoyles and was just forcing it in. I want to see if there's any other gargoyles and anything else that we just for fun. Oh yeah, uh, that the animators are just like, let's do this. But that's how he disappears. Um, the next day, they're filming something at Rockefeller Center, which I guess is close to the hotel. And we have uh, Spike and Vince, and they see the director of the movie. Uh, just having breakfast outside or, like, doing something. With uh, Tom Selleck. Oh, yeah. And Vince is like, guess what, guys? I'm about to do that gymnastics. Oh, well, he's... Oh, sorry. Before... I just want to mention this. He says the, um... The night before, he's like, um, tomorrow, I'm... I'm gonna... I'm gonna go to those, uh, movie people, and I'm... I'm gonna show them my special talents. And I was like, are you gonna, like, whip out your dick in front of a director? (laughs) That's weird. Um, by the way, Alex, I just sent you a screen cap of uh, of this fucking weirdo. Um, and like, I, they're trying to say he's trying to skate by on his good looks. Um, like, what is his face? Oh, this guy? Yeah, no idea. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. It's a terrible face. So there, almost everything in our chat history that's an image is pe- are people making terrible faces or not looking. Yeah. <laughs> like it's basically a bunch of Vince's. Absolutely. <laughs> Just picture there's there's a dude that looks like he's from Prairie Times. So that might have been like I don't know where this guy came from. Maybe uh, uh, Dr. Quinn. There's the dude from the Nancy Drew episode who was a tennis player that was way older than her. Yeah, this is. But then there's Vince. Yeah, this is yeah not attractive. It's it. You have to look at the script, Brad. It will tell you what you're supposed to glean from it. The animation, hit or miss. Yeah. On conveying what is in the script. Yeah, but he, he so he his whole goal is he wants to uh, impress this director and Tom Selleck, um, and so he just does a bunch of gymnastics onto like the ice. I mean, 
That is impressive because he does it on the ice and then goes across without like slipping yeah. immediately. Um, but then he like not- jumps into their table and knocks it over and is like, "I want Hey, I just want to introduce myself." Um, they're like, "I'm not so interested." Uh, but you, you there, uh, Mr. T, I think maybe you could have a, a future in pictures. And then he, Mr. T just grimaces at them and uh, Dozer like barks at him. It's like, "All right, well." Okay, then don't be a don't be in movies. Fine. <laughs> Making a lot of money in movies, but that's cool if you don't want to. Good luck with your uh, plantation gymnast school. However, that's supposed to work. Oh, and Mr. T is really uh, is is uh, like, hey Vince, you can't just you're supposed to be at practice. And he's and Vince. This is one of the things interesting. Vince is like, listen, Mr. T. I I I I got my gymnastics. I got it. All right. I want to be an actor. So that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I don't want to be a gymnast. I just want to be an actor. And Mr. T's like, you got to start at the bottom. You can't get it handed to you easy. You got to work for it. It's like, what? Well, but he's trying to get into it. Why are you trying to make him yeah, do something a, he doesn't want to do? He's like, he's already really good at gymnastics. Because he says, he's like, Mr. T, I, I'm good at gym, being a gymnast. I want to use that to become an actor. I'm going to kick you right off this team, kid. You skip practice again. Like, there's this whole theme of, like, he's trying to, like... Um, he thinks he can do it the easy way. I'm like, what are you not, like, he, like, how is he, how, what is he supposed to do? <laughs> like, that's not, you, how, what are you talking about? It's not like you, okay, here's how you become an actor. First, you get a really small part, then you get a slightly bigger part, then you get a bigger, that's not how it works. <laughs> I guess for some people it could maybe work that way, I don't know. I, would, would Vince be a perfect extra or a uh, stunt guy for Jim Cotta? Maybe. Sure. That could be his big break. He's a stunt guy. But it's yeah, not what he says he wants to do. He said he wanted to be an actor. He wants to be an Those actor. Those are different he wants things. To be the next John Travolta. Well, I'm talking about just getting into the biz of like working within films. I don't know how all that works. I'm, it's hard, I guess, to transition from stunt person to movie star, obviously. Well, they're just um, different things. They're different jobs. Like, true. Right? Just it, I, what Mr. T is saying is weird. And the fact that it's just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do gymnastics. I want to do this other thing. She's like, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, kid. Not while I'm coach. Yeah. Not when we're playing Madison Square Garden, you idiot. Um. So then, uh, then, I, I guess they're filming, um, which we didn't realize. I thought they were just having like a <laughs> breakfast. Um, but the stunt guy comes down like, and uh, well, we think it's like Tom Selleck, but it's actually the stunt guy doing a, a cool jump. And Mr. T and him go up to him. And I, I, is he practicing, or did they just interrupt a, a filming? Did they not notice a camera it seems, there? It's like it seems like he's practicing. I mean, but this is a lot of weird. This is a very expensive practice. Yeah, he jumped out of a window for fun, seemingly. Just got to practice my jumping out a window yeah. on a ribbon. Yeah, landed on a giant crazy banner thing, and it broke and snapped. But he's alive, and oh, guess what? It's me, the stunt person. Weird, super weird. Us. Is this when it gets racist? Yeah, this is when it gets racist. <laughs> okay, just I, I, this is when it happens. Yeah, well, it's, listen, it's just, it's Kim and, um, what's her name? Robin. Kim and Robin. Yeah, Kim and Robin just hanging out in their room, dozers on the bed, having a good time. And, guys, good news, Robin has figured out who the ninja is. Oh, halfway through the episode. Interesting. Yeah. That normally doesn't happen. Well, the thing is, they got they got the serial number back, and now they know that the bag is from the hotel. So, okay. obviously, 
who owns the hotel, um, Mr. Himamoto. Mm -hmm. Um, he's Japanese. <gasps> Therefore, he must, at least tangentially, know about the sacred art of the ninja. He's obviously the ninja. He's the Japanese guy that owns the hotel. Obviously ninja. Granted, he seems to be uh, overweight and uh, was out of breath trying to pick up Mr. T's luggage. All an act. That's a fat suit. He's a ninja, Brad. He's a master of disguise. Yes, I guess, maybe. Um... Weird, uh, but I love Kim's me like, um, racist bitch. Uh, what? Yeah, are you that's, about? it's awesome. Um, I'm Japanese too. Uh, doesn't mean I'm the ninja, bitch. Oh, it doesn't mean you're the ninja? <laughs> Robin, chill. Step back. That is awesome. Yeah. I love that Kim calls her on it right after she yeah. says it. I thought it was real. But she still thinks it's a possibility up until they realize this is a impossibility. Oh, absolutely. They see the ninja out on the other building across the street, capering uh, from their hotel window. Well, you're coming into the hotel. Yeah. Um. So Kim is like, all right, well, um, you go get Mr. T. I'm going to scale um, across the windows to catch up with the ninja and... Uh, Along the way, they meet the boys, and they're like, hey, come on out here. There's the ninjas out here. So they follow the ninja down, and they realize, oh, he's gone into this uh, hotel room where the vault is. Wait, the only thing to make note of during any of this is the fact that the boys are in their room, and they're just lifting weights. They're just curling weights, except for Vince, who is, like, looking in the mirror at himself and playing with his hair. The other guys are, like, seriously just, like, lifting iron. Just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Vince, come over here. Lift some metal with us. Guys, I gotta look in the mirror and see myself. Aren't I beautiful? I could be an actor. Could you? Of course I could. They'll notice me tomorrow. Yes, I, I mean, I guess maybe Mickey Dolan's needs like a stunt double. <laughs> I guess. This, this is the day, Vince. This is the day you're gonna become a star. <laughs> That's what he says every morning when he wakes up. I mean, I guess... Very conceited child. I mean, I guess if you need a stunt double for the third tier uh, monkeys uh, cast member... <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Like Brad said, they find him near the vault. Um, so they... They also... Go ahead. I was gonna say, do they go... They go from the, the floor there on to the floor right below theirs in following the ninja. None of these kids should be doing this. Correct. But it's... it's They are... They are gymnasts. And they can, so they do. Yeah, so they're chasing him. He he, he runs into like a uh, like a dining hall, a ballroom, and uh, they're chasing after him. And he uh, throws his ninja star uh, to cut off the lights. Uh, but luckily, they see they see a silhouette in the in the doorway, and they're like, ah, clearly that person in the doorway that we just came through. That's clearly our guy. So they run and try to grab him. But yeah. that's Mr. T, you dummies. There's like a skirmish we see in the dark, and it's just all shadows. When the lights come on, it's Woody and uh, Jeff, and they are doing headstands with Mr. T holding their ankles up. And I think he has his foot on Kim's back, like having pushing her down. And the kids are like, whoa, this got away from us. Also, sorry, Mr. T. It's pretty great. So, Effortlessly, just um, but don't just worry, care of these don't kids. worry. Robin, Robin caught him. Robin caught uh, the hotel manager. I got him. He was. I caught him going back into the vault. He's like, "Hey, um, I'm the hotel manager. I was trying to see what was stolen." And yeah. she's like, "Yeah, uh, 
I don't think so. Um, you're Japanese, aka a ninja. Um, can't fool me. And he's like, um, honestly, I got a heart condition and a pacemaker, yes. and I'm old as fuck, and like, I'm just, re- I- I'm trying not to have a heart attack right now because I'm old. Um, she does say like, you were out of breath. How do you explain that? Which is what he just goes into the explanation Brad just said. And Kim's giving her a real look like, you racist fucking bitch. Can't believe I have to share a room with you. Fuck. <laughs> share a routine, a life. Oh. God. Um, they go into the vault. They look at the film because Mr. T has a hunch. And uh, yeah, the film, just grabbing it from the canister, handling with his hands, just in, like, okay, let's see. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, this is blank film. There ain't no movie in here. Old switcheroo. He must have sw- he must have switched it to do as Brad suggested earlier, to pirate it, but not really, just to do their own edit, <laughs> their own edit for their own release. I mean, on the streets. Just think, if some enterprising uh, criminal, um, parading as a ninja, had thought had thought this far in advance and done this scheme, um, maybe we could have finally gotten the Snyder cut of uh, Justice League. Ooh. True. True. God, imagine imagine being somebody that gave a fuck about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh goodness, my poor person. They're out there. <laughs> They're out there. There. Maybe we should instead of just helping paranormal people, help comic book people. Oh, are there people who are out there like talking about no their uh, their desperate concepts of just like why isn't Snyder releasing this or like why is Thanos so much stronger than so and so? Because uh, surely those people exist and definitely need help, but hey. I, it's above fun, our pay grade. I get it. It's above our pay grade. Um, yeah, so they're saying, look, Mr. T realizes he has to bring this footage back um, or else the whole scheme is awash because if they don't release the movie, the bootleg doesn't mean anything. Um, so they know he has to come back and get the film back into the vault. He's a ninja, so they assume he can do it. So they'll be ready for him. Uh, they're going to take shifts, I guess, through the night to watch. Uh, the ninja is on top of the elevator they're taking up, by the way, because it's like a, an outdoor elevator. Or, and he's on top and can hear everything. And he knows the weak, he knows the weak uh, link in this chain. Right. Because when Vince gets to his time to watch stuff, uh, he gets a call. And they're like, hey, guy, guess what? I'm uh, that the, the either the movie star or the uh, uh, director you... Uh, gymnastic into earlier today on the ice skating rink. Love your moves. Come out to Coney Island in the middle of the night right now. We could use you to film some stuff. Vince goes in a heartbeat. Of course. Gets lost. Gets lost in a scary colon, uh, Coney Island um, and then gets uh, captured by the ninja. Right. So then a ninja calls and is like, hey, listen, I got your dumb friend. And they're like, oh, he's not our friend. Don't worry, don't worry. Cool. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna kill him unless uh, you motherfuckers, um, like, let me get away with my plan, and then I'll tell you where he's at. Um, but what they don't know is that uh, Vince has given them a clue because he mentioned he mentioned yeah. uh, he sure could uh, sure was hungry for pizza, and previously in the episode he had mentioned that the best pizza was at the Coney Island uh, pizza place, which I got a lot of. I'm Best New York pizza is at Coney Island. Hmm. I cool. don't. I don't think Vince is right about anything. But no. But I will say this is pretty clever of him to do. It's it was a good clue. Yeah. So uh, they they're gonna go and uh, 
they're gonna go and uh, rescue him. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. T is gonna stay uh, watching uh, the vault. Um, when they go to rescue uh, Vince, they go through one of the haunted houses or some sort of fun house, and it's weird. They ultimately find there's some in this haunted house. Um, Robin like falls down, like she opens a door and falls into a pit that just has like a mattress at the bottom. Like this is a real Buffalo Bill signs of the lamp scenario. <laughs> like I don't know what part of a fun house has a door you walk into and then fall ten feet onto a mattress in a pit. A mattress is better than snakes. It's true. It's true. But as a fun house. Like, oh yeah, that's not unless fun. you have that's gymnastic weird. Mr. T powers. I don't know how you get out of this pit, and there's just a mattress down there. Like, that's <laughs> what is happening. Hey, Coney Island. Like, um, <laughs> like what kind of us shit is this? Very seedy part of Coney Island. Yeah. Even Vince is like, this place looks a lot better in the morning because it's drawn to be like decrepit and just like not taken care of. Yeah. It's an alt. It's a weird nighttime Coney Island. Coney Island Knights is... Okay, cool. Um, They realize there's a basement to this place, uh, and they go down... Oh, they also know which one he's in because he dropped his cone earlier. Comb. Uh, They go down to the basement, but it's not really a basement necessarily. They realize that through the subfloor, he's, like, dangling over the rising water on a rope. So, like, the ninja left Vince here to die. Correct. There was never, I'll let your friend go. I'll let your friend go into the ocean once I cut the rope and his body will just float out to sea. Well, because the tide was coming in, so he was going to drown. So I guess the idea is he would get the, um, uh, he would go and, like, put the film back. And then he would be Uh like, yeah, your friend's uh, at Coney Island um, under the dock. You better hurry or he's going to drown. And then they would come back and find a dead body. Yeah. So you right, kids. Yikes. Learn the lesson, the harsh lesson. It's a, it's a lot to uh, to steal unedited film. Plus diamonds. I mean, really. Plus diamonds. Really, don't sleep on those diamonds. <laughs> oh, Much more valuable also than film. Also, precious jewels, yeah. Much more valuable than uh, a fucking uh, Jesse Stone film. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> what would you rather steal? An unedited Jesse Stone film or a bag full of diamonds? Diamonds in a heartbeat. Cool. Good good choice. But what if it was Jesse Stone, Innocence Lost from 2011? The raw footage? Yeah. I guess you could eBay that for a lot of money. Because that's a collector's item for the people who are, like, super into Jesse Stone. But at the same time, I feel precious jewels hold their value longer and don't require me to spend a lot of time on ebay answering questions that were obviously in the description of the item you know this is uncut footage from jesse stone the the movie brad just mentioned (laughs) jesse stone innocence lost yeah i don't know what else to tell you it's the raw unedited footage yeah it's in the pictures why are you asking me if it's still available and also asking me if there's any damn or like what it is did you even read the item description stephen mccallie and william sadler in it yeah, and that was in the description. Um, they try to bring J- Vince up through the, the rope dangling on the chair, but they drop him, and they all end up having to go into the water and save him just through sheer gymnastic strength against the current and the tide. And they do it somehow. Vince has a change of heart. Guys, I can't believe I was so stupid to think I would come out here in the middle of the fucking night and shoot with these people. I'm an idiot. You know what? Let's go get him. Let's go get this ninja. 
The ninja goes back to put the film in there, and who's waiting? Mr. T. Uh, Obviously, Mr. T's there. I think with Kim, yeah. it's just like I love the ninja just pushes Kim. Oh it's yeah, pretty great. He just gives her a shove, and then he runs, hops on his bike, and uh, is escaping. Mr. T commandeers a horse cart. Yeah, horse and carriage, just a buggy in it. It's it's pretty great because I'm like, listen, I don't know exactly how fast a motorcycle can go in New York City traffic, but I feel like it might beat one horsepower. <laughs> I don't. I would not. I don't know. Yeah, it would definitely beat horsepower. It would beat one horsepower. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Um, well, Mr. T is on the horse, and he asks the horse in a very genuine, and I would say non-judgmental like way, but like in a very just like, Mr. Horse, is this the fast you can go? Like, it's there's disappointment there, but it's like, look, if this is as fast as you go, that's cool. I did not know horses could only go this slow. It seems like you're only and- going one horsepower. This is what you can muster from a single horsepower? And the horse looks back, looks over his shoulder at Mr. T like, motherfucker, buckle up. Because what we did not know until now is that Mr. T can talk to horses. Yeah. It's one of his T-powers. It's his T-power, and the horse is going through a lot. And what you see in his face, this human talks to me, it has challenged me. Guess what? Uh, We're about to crank this up to 11. They do it. The horse gets them to the place on time. They have enough time for them to stop and Mr. T to thank the, uh, the buggy driver and then go get them. They're on some sort of like sky train that does not exist or like a, some sort of sky no, train. Yeah, it's a sky tram. Yeah. That's a thing. Um, the ninja wants to escape on it. Mr. T does not let him, grabs a train, climbs up it. Uh, Mr. T is barely holding on to the sky tram and the ninja tries to stomp his feet. Mr. T takes his opportunity to just grab the dude's leg as he's still holding on. And, like, throw him? Because Mr. T is fucking awesome. Um, The ninja cannot lay a blow on Mr. T. He's just grabbing him and throwing him around easily. And he asks him, come on, dude, one more time. I'm going to give you a shot. (sighs) So good. Does a kick. Mr. T just grabs him out of the air. air. She's like, ninja, stop. Takes the mask off. More like ninja. Thank you, John Goodman (laughs) in Speed Racer. Great film. It really is. Um... Yeah, it's the it's the it's the stunt guy. Obviously, like it, it like it's the it stunt was, guy. I mean, again, we talked about how bad the animation is, but like the one thing that was clear from the get go when we saw the stunt man, I was like, oh, that's the ninja. They have the same weird face lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. Everything's all right. I'm assuming the jewels are returned. They were to cover anyway. Um, the episode ends with the director was so happy to get the footage back that they actually gave Vince a part. And it is a part where you don't see his face. He is carrying a ladder, I think, on the street as uh, Tom Selleck is against a, a like a, a building reminiscent, like talking about the movie. Who knows? And everyone makes fun of Vince for a second. He's like, this is your big break. <laughs> nice work, Travolta. Uh, maybe you'll be in a Band-Aid commercial. And he's like, guys, a wise person was told me. Um, you got to start out. What is it? You got to crawl before you run. Like it's some version of that. It's not even that good. It's like you got you've got to start at the bottom and work your way up. And it's like no, that's (laughs) I like no. The director says that, and we're like, what? And the the background comes into focus as director. He's like, no, you don't. No, that's not at all. That's not how acting work is works at all. It's like I know like 
like a lot of people take extra work um and they they want to be real actors uh but like uh-huh. nobody thinks you're gonna get dis- you're gonna be an extra in a movie and get discovered like those people are sad and disillusioned that's what the television show extras is about yeah um that's but it's like it's that no that's just not a thing that's no it's a, it's a different job it's a fine job it's a way to make some money yeah. It's not. Just be careful what you specialize it's, in or what you well, build your portfolio on or resume. It's not a resume. It doesn't even go on your resume. It's not even a thing. It doesn't go. Not even a blip on it's a resume. It's just a thing you do to make money. It's like, like oh, I, I, I want to be a lawyer. Um, okay, uh, well, I'm going to start working at McDonald's first um, and slowly work my yeah. way up to being a lawyer. Well, that... I mean, get a job, make money, yeah. You got to pay your way through school, yeah. Get a job at McDonald's. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's not step one to becoming a lawyer. It's just yeah, a I different mean, thing. Is the McDonald's beside a law firm? And they're hoping through just like being exposed to lawyers that they might work their way up? Because there's no way you're working in McDonald's. I'm trying to think of a way he would confuse or someone would confuse that as becoming a lawyer because you can't. And that's the whole point you're making. Yeah. But can't. Cannot. There's no way. There's, I, it's, it's insane. Like Mr. T's lesson is wrong. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much the episode. Yeah. Who won and who lost? Hmm. The poor hotel manager is humiliated. Not only can not only is his vault not safe, it's destroyed. Mr. T literally kicks the door down in a show of strength. That's true. After being locked in there by the ninja. That's true. So much of this hotel is ruined by these kids. The banquet hall. He he's not got a lot left. This has put so much strain on his heart. Oh God! That pacemaker and the scandal. Because like I was gonna say, well, at least they were able because you know they got the film returned, so maybe it wasn't a big scandal. But it was like, no, no, no. Every that guy got arrested. Mm. Everybody knows what happened. Yeah, and this hotel people are. I don't know if they're gonna be recovered this year or the next. Yeah. A lot of outer towners are gonna have to come in and be like, because this is pre-internet, so I guess you could. God, uh, and he got racial no profile in his own place here. of business. Yikes! By a kid. By a child. By a kid. By a gymnastics teen. I mean, she is good at gymnastics, but... <sighs> um, so I would say that he maybe loses. Yeah, I think he lost. Uh, who? The ninja gets to ninja. Or, you know, pretended ninja. Who won? That's the biggest question. The is hardest. Vince? He gets to be in a movie. Yeah, he gets to be in a movie. He's a good gymnast. Uh, he gets to, he gets a his life flashes before him uh, his eyes as he is an idiot and goes and he falls for something like that but then he is saved by his friends begrudgingly I assume friends in quotes um, and then he, his life changes so at least he gets his wake up call. Are you know maybe Kim won because she realized what kind of a racist bitch she was uh, she was rooming with. She had a wake up. But call. she did get hit. She did get punched. Oh, that's true. Yeah, straight up chopped. Maybe to the kidney. I can't tell with the animation. No, you're right. Yeah, Vin- Vince won then. Or sorry, uh, yeah, Vince, yeah, Vince won. won. And uh, um, and hotel guy lost. Best dressed, worst dressed. Oh, best dressed is a horse carriage guy. Oh yeah. He has to wear a top hat and a cloak. That's fun. Yeah, it's a fun outfit. <laughs> Just ride around the city in. Like that. Like that. Worst dress might be the kid that's getting an autograph from Tom Selleck. Um, everyone else has on proper clothes. This guy has his sleeves ripped, 
but it's a rip that isn't fashionable. It's ripped, and I know you can only do so much with animation, but it it's weird. He looks like a peasant fellow from like the medieval times. Oh. Plopped down oh. just because of how severe the rip is. Yeah, that's not good at all. And there's a look of desperation it's on orange. his face. Oh, that, yeah, that does look yeah. like a weird tunic. I don't like that. I think he's yeah, his, agreed, one hundred percent. This man displaced from time. And guys, that's the episode of Mr. T. Next week, we might be bringing you another one. Depends on how much April Anarchy bites into things, I guess. Guys, um, next week is April Anarchy. We know next week is April Anarchy. Yes. Every, we had it on the calendar. We planned it out ahead of time. We're fully yeah. prepared. Oh, boy. Totally. Yikes. Um, but I want you guys... Wait. Come in. Take a knee. Like, bring it in. I want you to know that we appreciate you, listener. Thank you for coming to join us on Ramjack, Brad. Also, thank you so much. Love doing the show with you week after week. It's a good time. Right back at you, pal. Um, Ramjackpodcast.com, Facebook group. These are ways you can get in contact with us. Uh, the Paranormal Forum. You can get in contact with us there, That's even true. though it's in a different it's a different roundabout way. Uh, Mormons. I we're we're not checking on you yet. We're waiting for that database. We're waiting for more from you. Because um, we solved a lot of your problems, but also Mormon forums, whatever it's called now, could have changed its name twice since the last time we talked. LDS.net slash Mormon Hub slash Third Hour slash Who knows? Who knows what it could be going forward? Another Mormon thing. I almost said First Watch. I was like, nope, that's not not. That's a restaurant. That's a restaurant. <laughs> that's but where they you get make brunch. It, I mean, that that could be a title they could co-op. Welcome, to welcome toast there. Uh, welcome to First Watch. Uh, we have Mormon questions and uh, a whole wheat toast. So, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Hmm. Weird. Okay. Look at all these little jams. Uh, so many jams. Huh. Like fresh, fresh juice with my Mormon, uh, my Mormon worries and woes. Makes them a little bit easier to swallow and just tackle, you know? Um, that's the episode. Again, thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Indeed. And friends, uh, when you're looking into a postcard and you you think you've seen the Virgin Mary, guys, um, you're you're incorrect. Look a little closer. Use your telescope. Don't you realize that's Jesse's and the Savior. <laughs> I am kind of interested in these Jesse Stone movies. I'm going to be real with you. There's so many of them. I mean, that's so that's the many. thing. So many. I didn't even know they existed. How would? Why would you know? Why is CBS? I is the made-for-TV movie still a thing you can do or want to do? Like, I, seemingly, there's more Jesse Stones than there are shark, Sharknados. And that doesn't seem right to me. Or at least it seems like at odd. least I should know that they exist. I should know. Oh, Tom Selleck's still making those Jesse Stone movies. Can you believe it? No unaware it makes me wonder because he's on other cbs shows but it makes me wonder what else what other tv movies cbs has has made and we just don't know about also i just i because i've still got uh, jesse stone innocence lost pulled up and i just want to point out that in the cast list joe the dog as reggie and obviously reggie's the name of the dog but i would love the fact that there's just a dog um that's playing a character like Reggie. <laughs> that would just, be amazing. If it's just un, unremarked upon. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. The, you know, his, so his roommate is named Reggie and he's. Yeah. He's. But it's 
like they're acting like it's a person, but yeah, yeah. clearly it's being played by a dog. That's one of the best things about this 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 movie series. He's a, he's the one that does the forensics. Weird. I don't know if it's weird so much as it's genius, you know? Saul Rubinek is Hasty Hathaway. Okay. Kind of Jim uh, or uh <laughs> kind of Stan Lee-ish with a uh, Hasty Alliteration, Hasty Halloway. I mean, I love Saul Rubinek, but that's a that's an that's a interesting nickname. Hasty Halloway. That can't be her actual name or their actual name. William Devane. Are we watching uh, is that what's happening in June? <laughs> Just saying there's, there's a lot of people in here. Jesse June. I want to see I want to see at least one or two of the movies as CBS envisioned them and then what happened to it after Hallmark picked it up. I want to see the difference. I think we should watch the first one and the last one. We the should. most recent one, anyway. Sorry, not the last one. Most recent. Because I'm sure there's going to be, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, like, what the hell happened? Yeah. It's like if you watch the first Fast and the Furious and then watch the most recent one, you'd be like, how the fuck did we get here? Exactly. Exactly. So, like, uh, yeah, I want to watch the, the first one and see what starts out. Okay, like a cop, he's investigating things. Then I'll watch the most recent one where he's fighting a cyborg. That might be a way just to do a lot of movie franchises. You watch the first Star Wars movie. Uh-huh. And then go directly to the last one. That's yeah. jarring. No, you go directly to the last episode of the of the um Clone Wars cartoon. <laughs> and there you go. That's your that's 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 Star Wars for you. That's it. We're going to start doing that. Jesse Stone, first episode, last episode, last movie. Star Trek the motion picture, uh Star Trek the last movie that came out, sir, that was the last one that came out like of the new crew or the old crew? Yeah. Of the new crew. Was it Discovery? The one that I haven't seen. I didn't even see it. The Star Trek episode. Beyond? It was fun. Or no, you just watched the last episode of Picard. Yeah. <laughs> you watch you watch the first you start watch Star Trek the Motion Picture. You start with a movie, okay. but then you watch the last episode of Star Trek Picard. And your mind is blown. Wow, who knew Viger or Voyager could go to this? These sins? So, who so, the fuck is data? <laughs> Like, this is bizarre. Who is this captain? I don't understand any of this. Seven of Nine seems really cool, though. I mean, that's a, that's a badass character. How does all of this get from this to this? Oh. Weird. I mean, that is ac- actually exactly what we did to Claire, though. Because we watched the first Fast and the Furious for a True True Crime, and then we watched Hobson Shaw, like, the next weekend. Oh, yeah. See, that's that's great. So, that's exactly what we did to Claire. <laughs> See, I want that experience now, and the only way I can yeah. think of it, I can get it right now, is with these Jesse Stone movies. These sweet, sweet Jesse Stone. These secret CBS has been sleeping on Jesse Stone movies. Mm, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch these Jesse Stone flicks. <laughs> we got June covered. Bingo. Let's say July. Let's say July. Let's. let's I mean, I could. Let's... I mean, June or July of next year. I mean, there's a lot of other things we could be yeah, tackling. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Listen, we do one for June, we do one for July. There you go. Even better. 